Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming out of SideQuest Studios, this is The Simpsons Index, episode 75. Hello there, I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and joining me today is BT Calloway. Yo. And new guest, Catherine McDonald. Hello. How are you doing, Catherine? Good. Welcome to The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we watch and review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time, but the catch is, each episode comes from a different decade. Now, you've been a Simpsons fan for all your life? Yeah, absolutely. I literally cannot remember... Not having Simpsons in my life. So. <laughs> nice. Sort yeah. of like a cool kids, you know. Oh, the grown-ups watch this and I can watch it too. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know. It's like you're born, there's mum, dad and the Simpsons. Yeah. I can tell you all of my life key moments, you know, what episode was happening. Oh, yeah. I remember yep. when, you know, started high school. So what are the, some of the favourite episodes that have been with you throughout the years? Oh, anything Lionel Hutz. Yep. I love Lisa the Vegetarian. Yep. I love... Lisa and Bart at the army camp that yeah. will get me uh, yeah. cry every we time. We just did that yeah. one, yeah. Yeah, Absolutely. reviewed that two weeks ago, yeah. Love that episode. Yeah, I think anything where Bart and Lisa are doing something together, Yeah, I'm going to love that. They are that. some of the most fun episodes, so. absolutely. Yeah, one of my favourites from that is where they're trying to get Itchy and Scratchy back on the air. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. And they find the solution <laughs> only to find they've been snaked underneath by uh, Eliza and Brat or someone. <laughs> so where did you give up on the show, though, conversely? Oh, well, 100% it was the Lady Gaga episode. Um, but before that, I think maybe the movie. Yeah. Uh, and I just, I was so disappointed in it. And then I just sort of stopped going out of my way to watch it. And then I just kind of forgot about it. And... Yeah. That may have killed more dreams than like Phantom Menace. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Yeah, no, now that I've said that, I, I know I'm wrong. Yeah, because the Simpsons movie isn't so much bad. It's just a bit bland. And it's also a bit too little too late. Mm. Yeah, for something that was coming out forever. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was it's a, a Chinese of a dis- democracy. <laughs> Don't remind me of that album. So, kicking off the Simpsons Index podcast today, we just watched a HD era episode. This was season 26, episode 20, Let's Go Fly a Coot. It was written by Jeff Westbrook, and what's the pun? I don't get it. Let's go fly a kite. Oh. It's bad. Do Dutch like, people I, like kites? Like, what? what's the pun there? What? Yeah, I think fly a coot because Grandpa is in the Air Force Oh, yeah, there we go. And yeah. he's a coot, waka waka. It was first released in May of 2015, and it was written by Jeff Westbrook in this episode. Um, it's really confusing, the whole... So gran- many things. <laughs> the whole grandpa flying in the Air Navy storyline. It's actually hard to summarize, but also Bart meets Milhouse's hot Danish cousin who introduces him to yeah. e-cigarettes. <laughs> Guys, what did you think? Okay, just to give you an idea, I put a little square on my, next to my notes whenever it was a note relating to a plot point. There are seven. There are seven <laughs> plot turns in this. Yeah. And it doesn't really fall like dominoes because they're so like tenuously It's like linked. if you've ticked up an unrelated domino and threw it at someone else's pile of dominoes. <laughs> it's, oh, wow. I've just written I hate birthdays now and veterans. <laughs> okay, wow. This yep. is just ruined life. <laughs> ruined birthdays and veterans. Though, that's two of my favourite things. That's yeah. going to ruin your business is throwing birthdays for veterans. Mm. <sighs> the birthdays yeah. for veterans of unpopular wars. Quick, what's a pun name for that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> birthdays for veterans company. We'll get there. So, BT, just starting out the questionnaire, what's a moment from the story that stood out to you? Oh, Jesus. For better or worse? I'm going to go as positive as I can. And start with our very beginning, which is uh, Milhouse's birthday party, which I've written, and I've never said this before, his party was lit. (laughs) I think I'm using that correctly, I'm not sure. Well, if you were writing it down, you would have drawn three fire emojis, but you're getting close, old man. Oh, I just wrote it all in capital. See, this is, you know, (laughs) this is how I know I'm past my prime. (laughs) 
I didn't write any emojis. Yeah, but I like the joke where you know they've got rented chairs, the kind with padding, and that kind of cuts to the chairs. And there's a, uh, I think mm. a Miss uh, Doctor Hibbert's wife who's just like relaxing, like, oh my gosh, this is so <laughs> relaxing. Yeah, and God, we go horrible places from there. So I got that's that's my positive. Yeah. Milhouse's birthday, not a bad way to enter into an episode. It doesn't really make sense that he'd have all these elaborate things. His family haven't ever been, like, super rich or anything. Well, you know, we do imply Kirk mortgaged the house for it, so... Yeah, and I think they're just trying to make this big commentary on elaborate kids' birthday parties, and this is one of those things where you're like, okay, rich Simpsons writers, life isn't like this <laughs> <Yeah>. for everybody. <laughs> I just wish they'd picked a different kid. Yeah? Like, yeah. to have it that. Feels... Like, how would Kurt... Like no, yeah, Martin. Should, mm. and, yeah, Martin. Yeah, that's fine. Sherry and Terry. Yeah, or just someone else. Yeah, actually, Sherry, someone that we don't actually know a lot about. Mm. Because when we watched the episode where Nelson had the party, that made a lot of sense because his mother won a lawsuit, and yeah. you know this is the character you'd least expect, so he wanted to go all out. And yeah, no, that made sense. And in this, it's just oh, okay, Millhouse is a selfish brat now. Okay, yeah. neat. Yeah, I want the cheese to be cut in Smurfs, not Muppets, whatever the fuck it Pokemon, was. Pokemon, and he's like, no, I thought you said Muppets. Like, that was the meeting before. Yeah, ooh, there's a lot of problems. Yeah, that was when I knew, oh, I'm going to hate this. Yeah. <laughs> wow, you have a good, good sense of that. <laughs> uh, there was a few okayish gags in this, like the whole slide that looked like his head and the CD of the gay men's chorus singing songs for Millhouse or something. Yeah, it's cute. Uh, when they're having conversation and a couple of kids are dragging like Millhouse Dragon along in the background. Mm-hmm. Okay, visuals, but like... Well, okay, I'm going to immediately destroy my own positive, is then then Homer gets it into his head that he needs to destroy birthdays. This launches plot number one, but he doesn't do it for any reason. It's not... No. If yeah. Bart and Lisa had come running up to me going, Dad, can we have this at our birthday? Can we have that? It would have been, okay, this is why he wants to destroy birthdays, so he doesn't have to pay for one. But he just goes, ah, oh, it's my mission now. Like, why? Yeah, yeah, he comes out straight out of the field, like, mm. what? But no. he also, like, talks himself into it over a long time, and it's just exhausting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Catherine, what's a moment from the story, for better or worse, that stood out to you? For worse, jumping to when Abe's f- uh, Air Force people come. Yeah. I enjoyed him sort of doing the, that's the military, when I was in the Marines, when they'd say, but you were in the Navy, you were yeah, in the yeah. Army. <laughs> yeah, like those that. kind of mistakes happen when <laughs> you're in the Marines. <laughs> and yeah. I thought, oh, I enjoy that. And then they did that, you're a sad nag gag where Homer yeah. like fed him the carrot yeah. and then like pulled him away and like it just started, like... yeah he started oh the glory days when you were a stallion and, yeah. and, but now you're a sad nag and then uh, Grandpa goes and it's like okay that's yeah. but that was it leave it there yeah. and then they go into he feeds him a carrot and he draws him along by his bolo tie like it's rain like the it's... worst of sort of a family guy thing and mm. I was just like what, mm. are you, what is this for yeah just it's funny because he's a horse Get like no come on mm. and what bothered me about that whole thing is there is really nothing to connect the whole Air Force and birthday parties thing, and they do it by this tenuous link of, mm. and this is the moment of the story that stood out to me, of the fucking big birthday. Big birthday yeah. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. And that whole rant which went on. Yeah, I re- literally wrote down, who is this guy? Was this like a famous actor? Or no, this wasn't even one of the guest stars. It's just, who, why are we spending like two whole minutes listening to this guy go on about the importance of birthdays? Like, there was... You could cut half of that, and then we'd be fine. There's one good bit where it's like, America doesn't make cars or computers anymore. We make birthdays. And, like, that would be enough. Leave that. That's everything else. Get it out of there. And, like, that's a fine enough joke. You know, that reminds me of, like, 30 Rock, where Jack's trying to get that couch built with a yeah. menu- American work, and he's like, what happened to my couch? This is horrible. And he's like, oh, they only train us to make games on Survivor now. <laughs> like, But, 
yeah, this one, the whole big birthday rant and that it was all an elaborate thing to have him do Rod's birthday that he has at the Air Force base. Like, yeah, yeah. of nothing. Like, at least get a, li- a line about how Rod loves planes or something because it brings him closer to God. There. Yeah. There's a boom. line. There, there's your link that is a lot less tenuous now. They just said make it magical. So I'm thinking, okay, where's this going? Like a, a wizard thing? I, yep. And then Air Force? Oh, yeah. What? Like, yeah. how is that magical? Yeah. That's it's very technically explainable. (laughs) (laughs) There's no magic about the Air Force. Uh, Uh, Anyway, so much anger. Play count. How many times before today have you seen this episode? Today was the first, thank merciful God. (laughs) First time seeing it too. Yeah, I think this is like the third time I've seen it. You know, I actually remember the e-cigarette storyline more than the other one because like at least the e-cigarette thing feels like there's an arc there. The grandpa story is just messy. Mm. Yeah, it just wanders from room to room yelling at things. It really does. And then it becomes about his flashback about meeting Mona as well, which is also really messy. Yeah. Well, ah, just it goes so many places. So, yeah, you're at the Air Force base and then this plane lands and all these old Air Force guys get off and they knew Grandpa. And it's like, okay, so we have another plot line. That's great. Yeah. And then at the same point, that's when we get introduced to Millhouse's cousin, who I can't, didn't even remember picking up her name. Annika. Annika. And I wrote down another plot point. Another one. <laughs> so may as well get into it now. The guest stars of the episode, yeah, Glenn Close returned to play Mona in this very short sequence. Oh, good. you wasted Glenn yeah. Close. Oh. I know. Oh, I'm angry now. I'm, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm wounded. It was close. They also had Jessica Lovejoy in this episode. At least they didn't waste Meryl Streep. <laughs> um, but also playing Annika was Game of Thrones' Carice Van Houten. Oh, I thought so. I thought it was Melisandre. Yeah. It was like, what other Dutch uh, person is there? So, of course, it was going to be. <laughs> Thank you for that, because I didn't know how to pronounce that name either. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, you're a big Game of Thrones fan yeah, as well? Yeah, massive, yeah. Okay. Uh, Beejas as well. I have not seen an episode yet. What? Yep. What do you do? <laughs> you you have an I'll... unfulfilling life, I'll tell you that. <laughs> there are boobies and violence. <laughs> I know, but I was watching Breaking Bad for the fifth time, and I still haven't seen it yet. <laughs> no, I think my plan is to watch it all when it's all... Done Set and dusted, and done. Yeah. yeah. Instead of like us saps who have to wait two years for the last yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I thought she did a decent enough job. Yeah, she was, as far as guest stars that are boring characters go, great job. Yeah, what did you guys think about the whole Bart e-cigarette storyline anyway? Well, they've done it before when... Mm. Lisa took up smoking. Yeah. Well, I mean, actual smoking, which is ballerina. Oh, yeah, yeah. But I guess because they didn't have Lisa actually have a cigarette in that episode... And because, as they said, laws on e-cigarettes aren't well-defined yet, yeah. they were able to have Bart yeah. um, smoke, vaping. But that's like, it, it wasn't really about Bart smoking. It was half about Bart smoking and half about his relationship with this uh, new person. But neither one felt like the main focus. Mm. It's it was, like, both storylines felt like throwaways. Like, yeah. Just just like, think of something, we'll fix it in post. Like, yeah, and if it had been about maybe he gets then gets addicted to e-cigarettes or something, but he doesn't, he just gives them up immediately whenever he wants to, and then maybe, okay, maybe it's about his relationship with this person, but she's going to leave, and it's not about that either, and it's just, okay, so this was about two half things that did yeah. not make a whole. Yeah, there wasn't ever really a struggle, was there? Because yep. especially when he gave them up, it was apro of nothing. He just dropped the e-cigarettes at the airport and said, hey, fuck you, lady, and then left. Like, he didn't struggle with having them. And the only point where Marge found out and it was a problem, it just cut to an app break with Maggie blowing smoke rings. Mm-hmm. 
Bakery. Marge didn't even seem to really care that much. She's oh, you can't protect your children. Yeah, like, she's like, oh. oh, it's legal. Well, well, you know, kids these days. It's like, oh, okay. Yeah, which sucked. And then Grandpa's whole story about the whole war thing was meant to give Bart advice about yeah, this. Which yeah, this episode is so unfocused and dumb. I enjoyed the turtle sweeping. I'm yes, not going to lie about that. I, <laughs> I had a bit of a chuckle at that. I did also like that bit. <laughs> yeah, well, that leads into the wackiness of this episode. So, yeah, Grandpa's job in the Air Force used to be sweeping up turtles from the runway. <laughs> He'd get the job done a lot sooner if he just picked them up, though. <laughs> Wait, but they feel weird. And then I do, like, later, he puts a towel yeah. over it before he picks it up so he doesn't have to directly touch it. Yeah, turtles, that was okay. <laughs> yeah. So what were some of the other wacky moments from the episode? Some of the cartoony things that happened. The Jack Kerouac scene. Where uh, my rambling first oh, dropped, yeah. and, then, and I was just like, well... So, I'm not much of a reader in that I can't read. So, who is Jack Kerouac, and what is this? All right, so Jack Kerouac wrote On the Road, which is meant to be a big, defining uh, novel of the beatnik generation. Mm-hmm. So, the published version is one that he wrote on one long spool of paper, and he supposedly wrote it in, like, over the course of three days without sleeping. Right. What people don't realize is he, that was actually, like, his sixth draft. Mm-hmm. So he did a bunch of them before that didn't work, and then the one that did work for him is this long rambling thing he did on one big spool of paper. But yeah, in this bit, ah, Grandpa's just on standing on the road and hitchhiking, and he walks up and says, like, oh, I met a young writer, and who's like, oh, thanks for the lift, Jack, Jack Kerouac. Kerouac. Here's my polished copy, which I want you to mail for me for some reason, total stranger I just met on this Air Force base. Yeah. And here's my long rambling copy I want you to destroy that I'm not just going to take myself for whatever reason. And destroy myself. Mm. I'm in a moving car. I could very <laughs> easily destroy it. Yep. You know, like, unspool it outside the window and then just watch it fly in the desert. It's just, I, it makes so little sense, I don't even know how to criticize it other than just, yeah. why is this even here? Other than, oh, we have to show it's the era that it is. Who was popular then? I don't know. Kerouac? Yeah. That, it genuinely feels like they had a list of like how many references they had to have yeah. and just yeah. threw one in. And was Mona, is that how they met? Like, I feel like she was sort of younger than Abe. Yeah. She felt she felt like a hard Mona in this one, like a couple of packs of cigarettes in to, mm-hmm. you know. No, no, I concur. I don't think we've ever gotten an origin story of how they met before. No, which actually makes me more pissed off at this episode. Yeah, is that, this, yeah. Is, <laughs> this is meant to be how it happened. Yeah. I just thought he was so like straight-laced and, you know, like a proper of the era and she was more sweet and free and, yeah. you know, the little yeah. wife. But she was the little housewife until she saw those flowing locks on uh, football yeah. on the television. The other wacky moment that stood out to me was another one of these brain damage jokes that I hate where mm-hmm. Grandpa's doing the voiceover and he goes, I don't know what it was. Maybe it was the all, all the LSD they injected me oh. with. And in that very moment, his pupils dilate with, and like, it's so dumb. It's, and then it's not referenced to again. It's not he's not flying the plane badly because he's high on LSD or anything. It was just for that one moment to say <laughs> LSD, and it's not you know, funny. You know what would be better? Because okay, in this he finds out the test plane is dangerous, so he jumps in, so the other guy doesn't have to, and he takes yep. off, and it all he goes into the stratosphere, and it all disintegrates around him. Have him jump in and think all that's happening because he's uh, having a side effects from NK Ultra. Yep. And then he's actually just driving the plane around the base, yeah. crashing into things. <laughs> that's a funnier appeal. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Um, any other wacky moments? 
Uh, how old is McBain, by the way? Yeah, that's I wrote that down. Like yeah. in what was it? Exhaustibles three arthritis will unite us. Like yeah. how, I thought. <laughs> Why is McBain so old now? I know, because in that, he, he's, you know, Schwarzenegger age. Yeah. Except I'm sure we've seen him since young again. Yeah. So what's your secret, McBain? Oil of Olay? <laughs> <laughs> Oil of McBain. Um, <laughs> That's just sweat. It's sort of wacky where Marge is confronting Homer about destroying birthday parties and he immediately starts talking in helium pitch. I actually thought that was a decent joke. I thought it was really poorly landed, though. It didn't sound like uh, Homer's voice on helium. It sounded like someone else doing a squeaky voice. I thought it was Artie Pie in the Sky for a quick second. I'm <laughs> yeah. like, Am I missing, like, what? That's actually a good point. It's a dangerous move for Dan Castellaneta to do because he does so many voices on the show that his high-pitched Homer might, act, yeah, is just his arty if. <laughs> he should have oh, actually funny. sucked real helium. Yeah, I don't like know I'm, why he didn't, because I didn't understand what was going on for a second until he went, oh, you, have you drained all these helium balloons? <laughs> and conversely, how about the heart of this episode? Did you guys feel the bumps? No. Yeah, my cold metallic heart was unmoved. Just remember they used to be able to do like crush stories with Bart and Lisa and you'd really yeah. care about them? Like yeah. when, um, was it Ruth's daughter broke, oh, yeah. loved Jimbo oh, and broke man. his heart? Like, yeah. And I just didn't care one way or another about this Anika or Annika. No, like, she was like, the second she's there, you're like, this isn't going to work out because A, it's Milhouse's cousins. So that's already weird and creepy. She's clearly older and th- she immediately kind of abuses the relationship just to get him to get, so you're like, okay, this is not going to be a thing and mm. I don't care. And she shares a face with Milhouse. Like, yeah. that's not... Yeah. Is Bart, like, secretly in love with Milhouse? What are they trying to say They've here? They've done this a few times as well. Like, it's weird yeah. every time. And Milhouse is acting as creepy as that, yeah. like... And, yeah, it's very uncomfortable, actually. <laughs> and the Dutch games? Like, what? Are they real? Yeah, I'm, I'm going to assume that weird one with the bottle must be real, because yeah. who is going to come up? Okay, what you do is you tie a string around your waist, have a nail on one end that's hanging off your butt, and you try to put that into an empty bottle. It's like... No one in a writer's room just came up with that. That's probably a thing. What yeah. was it like spider splutin or uh, something? like? I don't know, but the Dutch game, really? This is like some uh, University of Newcastle frat <laughs> entry let's, games. Let's not bring that up again. <laughs> that was not fun. Uh, yeah, and pausing for a moment to have Millhouse go, oh, I love playing portable Dutch shuffleboard. and Yeah. Yeah, it's like the writers are saying, going, get it? She's Dutch. Waka waka. <laughs> like, mm, I, just, I always thought that Millhouse was Italian as well. Like. Well, he is, because he speaks Italian, he's got an Italian yeah. nonna. And that makes sense, but he's definitely Dutch, like Van Alten is definitely a, a Dutch name. Oh. Because then he was teaching Lisa how to do yeah. it, and he was telling him about the family, and his mum and dad are first yeah. cousins, so I, what, what yeah. is he? Oh, and oh. yeah, speaking of heart, yeah, we find out that <laughs> <laughs> it gets reinforced that Milhouse's parents are probably cousins. Yep. <sighs> yep. What was this writer's name again? I feel like we, he needs to be added to our shit list. Jeff Westbrook. Welcome to the same list as Tim Long, you motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> but it, surely it has to be a bit of an honour to be able to write your own Simpsons episode. Oh, no, absolutely. Like, and if ever given the opportunity, I'm jumping all over it, no matter how bad it ends up. But Yeah. Because, <laughs> yeah. I mean, these things aren't w- written by one person. Mm. It's just... But I'm just not sure, like, at what point this was ever going to be a good episode. No, it just you know, it goes like any... so many different places yeah. so yeah. quickly. Well, they obviously wanted Carice Van Houten because she shares the last name, and it's like, oh, cool, we can do a, a cousin of Millhouse or something. Yeah, which is a fine idea, but it's just so nothing when it gets there. Like, you immediately know this is not going to be an interesting story. Yeah, and it's not an interesting story because it's so forgetful of everything that happens previously. So, ultimately, did it feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Oh, no. Like, just... Other than Millhouse, who's acting like a brat out of nowhere, no one's particularly acting off point, I suppose, but just the story is just so all over the place and nonsensical and irrelevant and 
But yeah, I mean, even you could say Homer's whole birthday thing was—I don't know if it lacked in his integrity, but I think it could have worked just if it was properly motivated. But he just decides he's going to ruin birthdays and like for no particular reason. And then you get this other weird bit when Big Birthday shows up, and they're like, "Well, you've now been blacklisted. Your children aren't going to get any birthdays." It's like, isn't that what you wanted? Yeah. Like, yeah. why else were you destroying them if not to avoid your own kids having them? Because why would you give a shit? I felt like it would be more Lisa to, rather than cry about not getting a balloon ever again, be more, like, anti-corporation. Like, yeah. who cares? Totally. Like, Big Birthday's not going to tell us how to do. Like, yeah. it could have gone in so many different directions. And yeah. She could have been all like, you can't stop my mum giving me a birthday hug. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's it. And Bart's whole e-cigarette thing, I, I totally get that he would be into it, especially to impress a girl that he likes, but... Because it was of such little consequence, it just never felt like it mattered. Mm. And yeah, it lacks integrity for Marge not to properly punish Bart for this. It's just like, oh, we cut to a nap break. I guess I forgot about it now. Yeah, she's like, well, it's legal. I suppose you can do it. I'm like, oh, okay. That doesn't feel like you in the slightest. No. Yeah. This is the person who wanted to call up the dictionary people for having the word bitch in there. <laughs> yeah. She was sure there was a mistake. <laughs> Uh, but yes or no, would you watch this episode again? No. Not for all the money in the world. <laughs> I mean, I would for all the money in the world. Half the money in the world. That's you, just too much money. You have no one s- should do anything for all the money in the world. I'm impressed. You have high standards. <laughs> <laughs> BT, what would you change about this episode? Just, I don't have... Do you have another podcast I can go on? <laughs> there are so many things. Just pick one of your seven plot lines and follow two of them at yeah. most. Maybe even one. You could probably get away with one. It's just so unbelievably unfocused. It's like it it feels a lot like the writers didn't have a delete key where they could go, Oh, actually no, that doesn't work. Let's go back. It was just like, no, no, that's in there now, and now we go here and now we go here and here and here and here. It's almost like it was improvised and they were just drawing it live somehow. It's a great strain on the writer's wrist, but <laughs> Yep, they lost their delete key, but it's okay. They have this big mound of cocaine. They can write all night. Yeah, apparently <laughs> I, I would not be surprised. <laughs> Catherine, what would you change about the episode? If I could change one thing, I'd just take Mona out of it or yep. give her a better yeah. origin story and make it the origin story of how they met mm. or mm. just remove her because, oh, God, Glenn Close, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, why? No, that's probably how i change it or just go back in time and have them just not make the episode. Mm. Yeah, this is like a total knock-it-down, rebuild-it one for me. Yeah. I, I actually kind of like the birthday party thing and I wish that was actually the premise of the episode. Yeah, seems like a lot more fun to be mined out of that. Yeah, that could be a good one too. And also, it just occurs to me, why not introduce Annika at Millhouse's birthday party? Oh, because that would have made sense, Elliot, and they don't have a delete key. <laughs> yeah, she was at Rod's party, wasn't she? Yeah. yeah. At the end? Naturally. Yeah. So, yeah, why wasn't the party that Homer had to make up for Millhouse's party? Like, uh... Anyway, there there is just too much to change. You know, now that you mentioned that, I think that is definitely... Get rid of Mona, because... Yeah. Have a shitty episode, sure, but don't touch the good ones. Yeah. Know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have a shitty episode now. Leave the past alone. Yeah. So, musical moments of this episode. Was the rhythmic beating of my head against the table of music? <laughs> it was toe tappingly. Uh... It was in 7 8. So. <laughs> it was the 20 minute stream of monotonous listing of post apocalyptic movies. Was uh, yeah. that oh. count as a song? Like, my, oh my I've just God. remembered that now and I'm sad about it. Yeah, that was terrible. Mostly, I also had to, the only thing I could write down in time because they released so many goddamn movies is they go, ah, uh, and Edge of Tomorrow. Edge of Tomorrow is not a dystopian movie, dickwads. Yeah, it was funny. Uh, we uh, heard the doorbell ring for Peter while he was doing that rant and, he, and like, okay, this is probably still going to be going and I get back. And it was. It was still going. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it's like, oh, great point, Simpsons. There are a lot of post-apocalyptic movies. 
Insightful. Yeah, wow, you were just cutting. Mm. You know what else there's a lot of? Bad Simpsons episodes. <laughs> you want me to list them? I will later. <laughs> uh, so, BT, do you have any other notes? Oh, God, let me have a look here, because I do. And you're all going to hear about them. I, okay, the one up, one of the few up arrows on my page is uh, yeah. when Homer does steal all the petting zoo animals and then marches them to Flanders' place. It's like, <laughs> ah, two of several animal. Yeah. I'll start building an arc. I like that. That two of several animal was funny. Marge just walks in and goes, Homer, are you behind these the string of epic birthday fails? It's uh, like, you've been reading the internet, haven't you, Simpsons? That was lit of you to say, Marge. Uh, <laughs> How dank. God, old man Simpsons, that's what I'm calling mm. There's this really weird bit where Milhouse's cousin gets introduced and Bart starts panning up her body and stops at the mm. neck and is like, well, that's all I need to see. And it's like, <sighs> that's really creepy coming from you. And then you know something's going to be weird with her face because they've set that up. Homer gets yelled at by Grandpa's old Air Force buddies, but then he's like, okay, fine, I'll respect my dad. And then he just shows up and they go out together and it's like, why are you, what? So like... that was another plot point that they just picked up and dropped. Yeah. Oh, this is about Homer learning to respect his father. No, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then they go to the bar of Veterans of Unpopular Wars, which we've seen before and I like that title. But yeah. then there's just, and it's then it's resolved, but then they all point guns at Homer and then we get a decent line of, I always say this at gunpoint, but I love you, Dad. Mm. Um, but and then it just keeps going though. Like it, yeah. you have a really shitty half. Oh yeah. Then we. I didn't say at ease. Yeah. Mm. But then that, that's before we even have that long Mona Simpson fucking story. It was just dredging up this. My last note here is it won't die. Yeah. <laughs> it just keeps going. Oh yeah. And uh, Millhouse has a snake tongue because his parents are cousins. Uh, ah. Yeah. Oh God. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. Weather's gonna... coming. What are, you, what, are you, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that the anger deflated him. Yeah, I had to throw things. I'm that upset right now. <laughs> I was a cat. I'd be casually knocking things off a table. <laughs> yep, yep. Catherine, did you have any other notes? I just could not figure out what they were friggin' trying to do with mm. Abe's army friends. So were they trying to get him to relive his life being young and cool? But then they were trying to get him to get some exercise. Like, why don't you walk to here and eat something? You know. And then suddenly it was about him and Homer having a good relationship. Why? Why yeah. would they care? I don't. Like Abe never even mentioned anything. Like it was just dumb. What were they doing? What was the point? Yeah, and that to me actually brings up a whole because there's a bit where he's like, "Oh, why don't we go for an activity?" And both Homer and Abe like movie. And like, okay, why don't we walk there? Nope, drive. Okay, and there's a, they're kind oh of. Oh my god. So maybe they could have come across this thing of you know. A, being reinvigorated by meeting his old Air Force buddies, but then having this thing of, no, you guys are my past, but my son is my present, because we get along so well, because we're basically the same person. Yeah. You know, something. Yeah. It was like 15 people got to write one line of dialogue, and they didn't care where it was going. It's like that drama game where you, like, have a sentence, (laughs) and then someone else has to pick it up just from the end of the sentence. Like a computer-generated, you know, put you in two words, and it'll tell you, like, your fake Simpsons name or something. It's like they did that with this whole plot. Yeah. Milhouse's face on hot girl body like you know but even then, at the end of the story, he goes, anyway, my point is, you win them over with a big grand gesture. And Bart's like, a big grand gesture? Oh, I'll go yeah, do that. Yeah. And then Abe's like, no, that wasn't my point. It's like, you just said it was. Yeah. Well, <sighs> I mean, I guess for a grandpa thing, you know, the whole... Um, if it had been shorter, I would have forgiven it. Yeah. But, you know, they just had to have that Kerouac bit. And then, yeah, <laughs> um, I don't know, were we even informed that Annika was leaving? Like, was that airport grand gesture fed enough? Like, the I whole airport cliche? So. I think it literally comes up of... 
oh, big grand gesture, but she's leaving today in 45 minutes, and yeah, I can just get... And it's like, oh, yeah, you just set it up right... And then, yeah, we haven't even mentioned it where he gets there, mm. and instead of being like, you're a wonderful person, I'll never forget you, they're like, you actually suck. It's like, so why email someone that they suck? That's why we invented email. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> Although, I kind of like that he stood up to her because... Yeah, she was abusing relation, but there wasn't. He didn't ever seem to struggle with that dynamic either. No. Mm. He seemed rather happy to go get e-cigarettes because he seemed to be enjoying them. It was just oh, yeah. It, yeah. And it did lean to the scene that I like where he threw them all out and then all the people coming in just start like vaping up quickly and that one woman snaps it in half and sucks the vape fluid. I'm sick of breathing clean air. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoy that. But yeah. Yeah. All right. It's time for my rapid notes. Yeah, he says that, but it's going to take a while. So, uh, <laughs> I'll get comfy. Yeah, yeah, he's going to prep. <laughs> and I'm dropping the whole quick fire thing. I don't know, guns. <laughs> so Milhouse gets a squishy named after him. That was a dumb fucking two-second joke that didn't need to happen. Yeah, of all the dumb two-second jokes that didn't need to happen in this, that was my least hated. So, But there wasn't even any pun. It was just like Milhouse's big berry blast. Oh, I assumed I missed something. Okay, then fuck that. If it's not a pun, then it can fuck off. But I don't know what flavor like you could like pun in with Millhouse Dill House, which is like a dill, dill pickle slushy. <laughs> you gotta admit, at least it's a pun, and people will be like, "This is terrible. Why did you do this? <laughs> Why am I tasting it? <laughs> Why did I just give you five ninety nine? <laughs> I like how Homer referred to the birthday parties as like an arms race. I think that is a real funny thing. Cause... Yeah, and hey, if they were going to run with the birthday party as being a thing about how that what MTV show Sweet Sixteen or whatever, oh, yeah. I love that. I live for that show, man. <laughs> nice. Have you seen the South Park episode? Yes, they, Satan, I love it. <laughs> yeah, an uh, accurate cake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If they were going with that, then sure, have it be an arms race, but it just doesn't. No, and so. Uh, Homer to ruin a birthday party dresses up as Krusty the Clown and puts his head in the in a noose. First of all, dresses up as Krusty the Clown badly, even though he's yeah. done yeah. this professionally before. Yeah. I wrote that down, but then I thought, well, maybe that's part of it. Like, just be a terrible Krusty to yeah. make it worse for the last kid in the world that likes clowns. Yeah, like, yeah. Still uh, terrible. That was a dumb Still joke terrible. as well, yeah. wasn't it? I'm the last kid who ever liked clowns. Yeah. Yeah. Not in the Simpsons universe, you no. dick. Like, no. Everyone loves Krusty. Krusty is still rating, yeah. Yeah, at the end of every episode, even when Krusty goes off the air, he is still on the air. What was Homer's line as well? I'm here to give you the latest noose or something. It was some terrible news noose yeah. pun. Ah, I'm only at the start I... of my horrible rapid fire notes. <laughs> and yeah, and in Big Birthday's rant, he has something about, oh, what else are graduates going to do? And then it cuts to four yeah. kids popping out as teenagers. No, no, it, it tells you, ah, we're the industry that puts giant cakes with undergrads and Ninja Turtles popping out. And then it, so it says it, and then it shows you it, yeah. and then you go back to the rant, and you're like, one of the other guys, don't do both. Yeah. In hearing that he might not have birthday party, but he goes, I don't want to live on this world anymore, and goes to like... Slingshot his own throat. throat. Yeah. I didn't mind that. Oh, really? <laughs> In terms of like uh, how a child would think of committing suicide. <laughs> I may, maybe against the head rather than into the throat, but you know. <laughs> Is it right? Ow. Just going to spit wide myself. I like the idea that the writers had to sit around and workshop this. So what's funny ways for children to commit suicide? Mm. <laughs> mm. Maybe if he had a, a killer python. Do they have killer pythons in the States? Or are they just stuck with... Oh, reg- I don't reg- know, but uh, America, if you haven't had a killer python yet, oh, come to Australia, get down the tuck shop, have 20 cents ready. You're confusing the fuck out of them right now. <laughs> and 20 cents, what tuck shop are you going to, mate? <laughs> So, why is the plane named after a woman? Uh, 
They could have made it funny. They could have made it more sexist, but they didn't meet either yeah, halfway. I think either like, lean hard into the overdosed sexism or like be like, because we all miss our wives and one day we want to go home to them. And yeah. Like, you know. So then Lisa feels like a bit of a tool, but, yeah, it, but it was just dumb. And I felt like that was just the shoehorned in to give Lisa a line in this episode. Yeah. Like, yeah that was my other note. Why is Lisa here? Yeah. Like, she didn't need to be at the Air Force Base in that scene. And Miss Rod's party? Are you out of your mind? Oh, is that when it was? <laughs> yeah. Ah, sorry, this episode was fucking so confusing. <laughs> and it goes back to the Air Force Base a few times. Like, yeah. So. Mm. yeah. Um, rapid notes. I like how Apu goes, this isn't kid stuff. Now, which flavor would you like? Bubblegum or strawberry? <laughs> that's fair. And then that's brought back later when Homer goes, oh, Bud's vaping? What does he like? Bubblegum? Strawberry? <laughs> like, I thought that was uh, that yeah. was pretty decent. Yeah. Yeah. Again, if that's what the episode is about. Yeah, they're just sort of like like peppered in the e-cig stuff. And then at the end where Homer makes his father a steak mm. yeah. in an e-cig. I didn't understand how that worked at all. No, usually it didn't. <laughs> oh, and Homer goes something like, remember when we first shared a beer when I got my first merit badge? Yeah, in making yeah. baskets. And th- this basket right here. And then it immediately breaks. I've got to say... Don't say dull. You should be proud. That basket held up for like 30-odd years. It probably had fruit in it. It was being used. Yeah. yeah. Like. 30 years of fruit basket. That's impressive. Yeah. Now, he owned that beer. Yeah. Uh, it was a very lame joke. Mm. I didn't mind Grandpa's line, the world was our garbage basket, but I really wish there was a bit more litter on the ground, and I wish his tire popped because of litter. Yep. Yeah, see, that makes sense. That would have been a good bit. No delete key. <laughs> yeah, it's like they got pitched this idea, and I'm like, what? That makes sense. What the fuck are you talking about? For a hot second, I thought that scene was going to be like a Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas uh, type homage, yeah. and I was like, oh, sweet. But no, Toby McGuire no. is going to pop out of somewhere. But <laughs> no. Yeah, because there was the red Cadillac and the uh, young rider, and I'm like, ooh. And he's meant to be on LSD. Yeah, oh my yeah. God, that would have been so much that better. Could have been oh. fucking <laughs> cock slapping fuck. <laughs> And my final note was Annika exit stage by going, I'm going to put on the stripy leggings of disappointment yeah. or something. Yeah, you know, the mm-hmm. Dutch and their stripy leggings that tell you exactly how they feel. Yeah. <sighs> this is one of those things where I've always wondered, you know, is it racist if the things that you're saying are just really obscure and weird? Like, oh, all Chinese pe- people like to clip their toenails on Sundays. <laughs> They do they ever. See, this is what it felt like they were going with with the Dutch. Like, yeah. portable shuffleboards, stripy leggings. <laughs> yeah, just, it's either, yeah, it's either a reference we don't get or they were just making shit up. Yeah. Uh, though I do enjoy the concept of, like, made-up racism. <laughs> that sounds fun. Those Ukrainians sure love their indoor pools. <laughs> as much as they love their hair curlers. <laughs> <laughs> Ukrainians. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out of notes. I think it is time to rank this thing. Okay. On the Simpsons Index, we rank using our six-point scale, which starts down the bottom at failure. But maybe if the episode was just meh, you give it a participant. But for the good rankings, you got good, bronze, great, silver, excellent, gold. But for the best, of the very best, the ones that you'd step over your own mother to watch, you give those episodes a cubic zirconia. Now I'm going to go first. Let me show you how it's done. I'm straight up failing this episode. Um, There was no potential in it, basically, is... Mm it's just it squanders every move it makes it forgets everything that happened before it and it does nothing good with it bt what do you reckon well for all those reasons and more i'm also on a failure (laughs) it just it has nothing redeemable there's not there's like i got a couple of laughs out of it but they weren't worth just the heavy eye rolling moments and the 
endless number of plot threads that don't matter or do anything or go anywhere. And by the end, it's like, and it just, it wouldn't end. Yeah. <laughs> it just kept going. So yeah, for me, that's a stone cold failure. All right, Catherine, finish us off. Yeah, it did feel like a 45 minute episode. <laughs> it just, yeah, it made me really sad. It really did make me hate birthdays. And yeah. <laughs> Old people, and just yeah, veterans. Yeah. Oh god, and the Dutch. Oh god, and maligned so many yeah. people. Yeah, but yeah, fail, absolute fail, terrible. Total failure. All right. Well, that means we're giving this episode the index finger. And it'll be joining other such unanimous failures as season 16's future drama, The Italian Bob, where Sideshow Bob is a mayor of some Italian town, Monty Burns' Fleeing Circus, The Great Fatsby Part 2. Grampy, can you hear me? Which we reviewed a couple of episodes ago, which was also just incredibly unfocused and I don't remember it, but uh, the hearing aid and oh, Seymour, that fucking stuff. yeah, <laughs> uh, the old blue mare. She ain't what she used to be when Marge becomes mayor of Springfield. The Musk who fell to Earth, the Elon Musk episode, mm. and the Lady Gaga episode. Yeah, <sighs> this is. Oh, this will be our twentieth unanimous failure as well. <laughs> we have almost a full season. Of, of just the worst garbage. Yeah, that's not even counting all the participants, dull participants. Yeah. This is just pure failure. This is the pit of filth season. Yep. All right, and now is that reputation justified? Ooh. Where we look at other reviews this episode has gotten. Dennis Perkins of the AV Club gave this episode a C minus. So this is like pretty well a failure. On yeah, for AV club's uh, scale ranking that's very low there are ghosts of any number of potentially fruitful stories all through this episode none of which the writers develop beyond their most basic cursory outlines yeah yep. <laughs> I'm, I'm stunned we agree with the av club i don't think it's ever happened before that reputation is justified ding, 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 ding. all right guys now we are going to go all the way back to season 15 now and I don't have the episode title, so we'll check in with that. Oh, hey, post-production Elliot. Way to put that title in. Hey, buddy. (laughs) All right, we'll be back. And we are back. And we just watched our Teens Era episode for this evening, which was Season 15, Episode 5, The Fat and the Furriest, which is a pun on that popular Brum Brum Car movie. You know? No, I I know. (laughs) I just have no follow-up. With Van Doozel? Just... Continue. And Pete Welker. <laughs> it was first released in November of 2003 and it was written by Joel H. Cohen. In this episode, okay, again, a lot happens. Homer buys Marge a candy machine and he makes a giant candy ball, which he then takes to the dump and then he fights a bear and then he's afraid of the bear. And then when he goes to confront the bear again, he ends up befriending the bear. Guys, what ha- uh, what did you think? What happened? <laughs> well, I mean, it had a, it had a plot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah. Miles ahead of the previous one by actually having a structure. And once you get to the bear, it stays with the bear. That's what it's about. Yeah. It's that first act, the irrelevant first act thing was just in full swing this episode, mm-hmm. though. But, hey, it didn't take up too much time, so I'm okay with that. Yeah, Catherine, what do you think of this episode? I didn't hate it with, like, fury. Yeah. But I certainly wouldn't go out of my way to watch it again. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I had a, couple of, they had a couple of good one-liners in it that I had a bit of a chuckle at. But nothing that I could probably remember had I not written anything down. Like yeah. it, I, yeah. it wouldn't have stuck with me. I'm the same. I think but... every line I liked that I wrote down, I'm not going to remember. Yeah. yeah. Um, so kicking it off, BT, what's a moment from the story that stood out to you? I like the kitchen carnival. Yeah? It's kind of adorable. It, it... Play, it has that little tinny speaker that plays the, the carnival music. Yeah. It seems like a Marge thing. I'm on board. Does it? A little bit. She <laughs> likes kitchen things. She likes cooking for the family. Yeah, but... As a, as a Mother's Day present, yeah, it kind of sucks. But um, 
feel I feel like she could get behind it. My problem with that moment of the story is uh, spending the first half of that act, you know, hyping up, what should we get, Mum? We need to get her a great Mother's Day present to beat the um, uh, uh, Agarunanans, the daisies, the flowers. I hated that joke. Mm. It did drag on. But uh, conversely, I liked the cup joke. Yeah, I enjoyed that. That was cute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. yeah especially a double down. I was like, to have Homer go, Bob, we've got her the same present, the crappily made cup. Mommy. But, but then it's, no, it's, Lisa's, no, it's worse than that. Look, and Maggie's got one as well. That doubling down on that joke actually really worked. Well, uh, yeah, it's especially funny because it's bad for Bart. It's extra terrible for Homer, but it's actually very adept for Maggie. Oh, yeah. Maggie is <laughs> miles ahead. So they spend the first half of this act building up that Marge needs a present that's perfect for her because these heartfelt gifts won't do. And they get her this kitchen carnival, which she doesn't even use that. She uses no. it for one scene. And to be fair, it could have been literally anything that eventually needed to be thrown out, as so long as we can get to the tip. So it may not be the best thing. Uh, I think I just look at a kitchen carnival, and even though it would kill me due to my diabetes, <laughs> I kind of like it. It did give us Patty and Selma suggesting it, and I did enjoy when Homer threw the battery at them. <laughs> so I, I, and that was They, they right. casually dodge, yeah. it just thump. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, and I, uh, it's horrible, but I didn't mind Patty and Selma's insult to Homer then, called him Harry Ass Tubberman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a long way to go, but it gets there. Well, I mean, he does have a hairy ass and he is a bit of a tubby man. Yep. But yeah, I think, uh, yeah, that's my main problem is that it is essentially the Homer bowling ball gift all over again. Mm. For the most part. But at least someone recommends it to him. It's not, yeah, oh, well, I want yeah. this, I'll just put Marge's name on it. Someone actually, do- her sister's no less say Marge would love this. So, okay. you know. And the whole family enjoyed it. So, yeah. so yeah, there's someone who brings the family together in the kitchen. That's Marge's kind of deal. She does like fun for the whole family, but yep. Catherine, we have a regular guest on our show, Jordan, and he has what we call Jordan's Anal Corner. Jordan's Anal Corner! <laughs> in which we point out something anal retentive and couple, do yeah. that. <laughs> yeah, the cotton candy thing. I mean, I have little experience with cotton candy, but you need the circular thing to... Yep. Um, Otherwise, you know, the magic spin. doesn't work. Yep. Magic yeah. is circular. Yeah, a co- there's no square cotton candy machine no. where it no. just appears. Uh, and uh, caramel would melt it into nothing. It would literally... you oh, just yeah. have a handful of caramel. Right. That, like, that, that was my <laughs> next point, yeah. And what was Abe doing? Why did he dip his teeth in... What was happening there? I, uh, yeah. just, just people... That Was this the Simpsons enjoying the carnival? Yeah, yeah just... Deep frying a carrot. Big old, yeah, <laughs> a big old sugar pinch. Catherine, what's a moment from the story that stood out to you? Well, I'm always, I love when Homer gets obsessed with a piece of food. Yep. Mm-hmm. I do love it. You know, yeah. his sugar pile. <laughs> yeah. I love his Subway sandwich. Yep. Um, I love this when he started talking to it, when it was listening to him. <laughs> I, I did enjoy that. Yeah, right at the very but, end, where it's like, no, yeah. get rid of her, Homer. <laughs> we'll be together. It's like, oh, no, Marge is a point. Although, Maybe. candy ball. Mm. No, no, Marge. Although. Yeah, I thought they dragged that part of that out too long but yeah i did like the visual of that no we can be together <laughs> oh and actually another bit that i quite enjoyed i thought it was kind of dumb but when he homer was first pouring the caramel on um uh, the fairy floss yeah um when the lights changed and yeah. the shadow on his face it took me right back to like early seasons two and three of the simpsons when they always mm. used to do that mm-hmm. and so that kind of felt a bit more the kind of the madness lighting yeah. and i think there's lightning at one point yeah yeah, yeah. And i felt oh yeah maybe this is more simpsony yeah it's very yeah. frankenstein yeah. parody yeah it looks great yeah and with it cackling with laughter <laughs> look what i'm creating and all that <laughs> the fellow at radio shack said i was mad <laughs> um and marge's Super easy crosswords. Fun. Yep. Wow. Like, oh, Marge. It actually reminds me of a HD Simpsons background joke where Homer's reading already solved crossword puzzles and he's just going through it going, oh, interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, the moment from the story that stood out to me, I mean, why not? The bear thing. Uh, I thought it was an interesting way to go, but I don't like how it was set up with Kent's cowards. Because it's a fucking bear. Yeah. But I think that's the joke. It's like, huh, look at him scared of a bear. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. They've got yeah, to... they could have sold the, mm, I don't know what the term is, the the fact that, no, there should be something you're scared of. Uh, I just, yeah, I wish there was a different angle that they sold it on, even if it was just a found footage thing and, you know, it was a fine enough way to introduce the Hunter character in this episode. But Although you do get the bizarre, like, a line that I kind of like where he's like, it was shot by local hunter, not with a gun, but with a camera. Yeah. Yes, I often get guns and cameras confused once tragically at a wedding. Yep, and may as well jump to that. The <laughs> only guest star of this episode was Charles Napier, who you probably don't recognize the name, but look him up online and I'm showing these guys a photo now. It's oh, that yeah. guy. Uh, yeah. He's your grisly military guy when you're like, he picks up the phone and says, I called you never to call me on this number. Yeah, yeah. If, uh, if Army Ermi is uh, not yeah. there. You yeah, if Ar- no, Ali Ermi is your drill Ali sergeant. Ermi. This is the uh, general in charge. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he, he does look like he holds a bit more authority oh, than yeah. Ali it's Ermi. that haircut. <laughs> you can set your watch to it. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's been in movies like The Manchurian Candidate, Austin Powers, Silence of the Lambs, Rambo 2 First Blood, which should be called Rambo 2 Second Blood. Yeah, the Rambo, as to quote Arbed, the Rambo titles never made any sense. <laughs> I thought he did a fine job in this episode, though, even if his material was a bit... Oh, he yeah. did a fine job, yeah. Yeah, I think the majority of his material that was good was like all the visual gags. Yeah, yeah the I... penguin <laughs> mug and cup. I was yeah. like, oh, I want that sippy cup. Oh, wait, it's probably taxidermy. <laughs> yeah, awkward. Oh, I do like his, but first a snack just shoots in the yeah. air. Eagle lands on the sandwiches in Eats one. In one go. <laughs> I feel like Lisa would have been a bit more disgusted by him. Uh, maybe but just yeah. shocked that you he know. just shot and ate an entire eagle. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, the butterfly crisps as well. He's just eating like freeze-dried butterfly. <laughs> Kind of makes me hungry for free stride butterfly right now. Uh, you wouldn't want to. It's mostly gristle. <laughs> so play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Ah, uh, like three, four. Yeah. I think just once. Yeah. I think when it aired. Mm-hmm. And that's it. Yeah, I've, I've seen this about four or five times. Like, season 15 is a bit of a mixed bag. Like, this is when the season when a lot of failures start coming in. Yeah. Uh, whereas season 13 and 14 are still mostly good. It's just... So you're saying life is a lot like season 15. You never know what you're going to get. <laughs> <laughs> that is the exact quote. Go yes. ahead and use that, world. <laughs> I gift it to you. <laughs> so did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? I guess so. Nothing feels out of place. It's definitely a little bit more on the wacky side, but yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Uh, characters act like themselves. Plot moves along. Yeah. Nothing feels wrong it's just a lot of the material is a bit lame Mm. yeah yeah i think a tad lame is its biggest problem yeah because a lot of the jokes fall flat for me even though yeah i totally believe homer's cowardice you know and his just absolute fear of bears that comes along from this i think Mm. um that is all in character it's just i really wish the material was better yeah we did all have that line where we all cringed of uh that's it kids suckler daddy sugar oh, ball my god. oh my god yeah i think everyone oh, we all, there was just the collective sound of just people going Ugh. and they're like the suckling noises and it was just mm. why don't no and yeah. they clearly used like 
pigs feeding from their mother as a visual yep. reference for this uh, animation as Hence well. Suckling, yeah. Uh, uh, very uncomfortable. Very. Don't watch this on a first date. <laughs> <laughs> or on a set. Like, we have such a big list of episodes that we'd rather you watch on oh, a first uh, date. Oh, uh, yes. You, you, you can romance Silent <laughs> with Simpsons for sure, but not this one. Yeah. So how about some of the wacky moments of this episode? Um, it's a fantasy sequence, but I actually kind of like the Homer's paranoid fear of all the bears. Where yeah. um, he starts freaking out at the Teddy Grahams and the gummy bears and the- they're yeah. in our food. I, yeah. I quite enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like the bit with the books when he runs into yeah. Maggie's room. That was a bit much. But the bit with the food, I thought, worked a lot better. Yeah, and it was a cool little visual set to that sinister version of the Teddy Bears picnic. Yeah, but I kind of wish we got like you know like the cleaning products attacking him in the yeah. I must destroy you. Yeah. Uh, the other wacky bit is uh, when he's being chased by the bear and he dives into a toilet and they do kind of a whack-a-mole thing where he pops it up and down. Uh, different yeah, I, yeah I, that, I, I didn't like that. No, nah, it didn't do anything for me. It was just... Uh, yeah. I believe that was wickety-whack. <laughs> it was very. And it's a shame because they had something going for them there where he starts crying and the snot's coming out of his nose and he just looks pathetic and then the bear goes, eh. Yep. Um, so yeah. how was the bear's motivations? Were they wacky? <laughs> he was motivated by electricity. That's fine. Yeah. Other, other Jordan's, corner. Jordan's corner. Uh would be uh anything that's gonna shock a bear is gonna kill a person. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that I'm gonna I'm not gonna lie, I found that really cute when yeah. Homer did take that off and the bear was like, Oh and yeah. I was like, Yeah, oh I love the Simpsons again. Yeah. But then when he put it on, I thought, No. Yeah. And then he did it again and yep. I just thought, No, no. Stop it. And yeah, then we have to listen to ten more seconds of yeah. Homer yeah. shouting and it's just so it's one of those moments where he's like, just stop, Simpsons. Just sh- I feel like it could have been funny had he done it once and then said, I feel like it could have been the tag, and then the bear smacked it out of his hand. Yeah. And yeah. I was like, oh, he was going to do it again, but then he didn't. Okay. Yeah, and that's immediate with camaraderie with the bear. That yeah. sounds good but, to me. Definitely. Yep. Because, yeah, even, like, their little montage was kind of cute. Yeah. Where they were, yeah, taking sausages from the Hibberts and... Uh, pouring through, like, people's picnic baskets and... Yeah. He hands Homer a spoon when he's eating <laughs> ice cream. And God so- damn it, what are you, an animal? <laughs> Spoons, it's what separates us from the animals. <laughs> That's, uh, many scientists say it was the opposable thumbs, They're but no. Wrong. It was the advent of spoons. Fucking yeah. <laughs> well, I like it that they then, when Homer meets up with the bear, it's then them together trying to get him to the wildlife sanctuary. Mm-hmm. It's not just immediately forgotten. Like, yeah. yeah. You know, it could have been. Yeah, it becomes a buddy story. That's yeah. Good. Yeah, even though this episode hops around about what the actual story is, like, there is a through line there that you can follow at least. But how about the heart moments? Did you feel the heart between Bear and Homer? Well, not a heap, but yeah, enough. Of. Enough. What we're going to get out of a Bear-Homer story, I think that's, yeah, the most of the thumps we were going to get. Yeah, it's more functional than it is yeah an excellent example yeah heart mo- man i just really i'm struggling with this episode a lot happens and such little happens but yeah i didn't really feel a lot of the heart though no it's sentiment more than heart i suppose mm. it's, uh, yeah yeah i was a little bit attached to the candy wad you know i, did, I <laughs> yeah. wasn't sure that that should have been I, know, I think it was made to be the villain when it was just a candy one. It was, it was misunderstood. It was, yeah, exactly. It's, it's, I do like uh, when he's napping on the hammock with it and it's, oh, ants, <laughs> yeah. birds, cats, flanderises. <laughs> that was a bit of a cartoony moment that I yeah. did like. But I didn't need Rod going, I was saving sugar for my wedding night. Yeah, yeah. if that had have just been a... 
yeah. visual moment that would have been... It's like, Rod, you lost that when you uh, inhaled that pixie stick. I was going to say, uh, yeah. th- th- forget about the pixie stick or when uh, Flanders lets them sometime have a cartoon devil red hearts. <laughs> <laughs> that has been BT's Nerd Corner. I like that I literally can't do that without fake pushing glasses on. <laughs> like I have to. It's important. It's a part of the bit. Make sure you uh, push up the glasses in the microphone so the audience can, I can hear it. They can hear it. They can feel that in my... <laughs> So, yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Um, it'd certainly pass a hangover test, uh, just to explain. That's when it's an episode that maybe you wouldn't seek it out, but hey, if you're hungover and you're on a couch and you're cozy and this episode comes on, you're not changing it. Because like, yeah, that's, that's good enough. Okay. I just trying to think if I was like passing by and you were watching it, would I sit down and watch it? If I had nothing else to do whatsoever, yes, yeah, so that would go from hangover test to would I watch it on a plane. Yeah. Um, so it would be a plain episode, I think. All right. Catherine, would you watch this again? Yeah, if it was on, I think I, I would. But it was cute. It was fine. Inoffensive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'd watch again. But if there was something else on, I'd probably change the channel. But Yeah, uh, I don't know about you guys, but yeah, I'm just going to flat out avoid this one. And it's one where I didn't actually, the experience of watching it wasn't awful. It's just, there's nothing for me to return to here. Yeah. Mm. But, you know, you guys might watch it again. What playlist would this belong in? Bears? You know, put it with like a YouTube video with that guy who actually made a bear suit because that thing is awesome. Oh, really? Yeah, it's ridiculous. You can like shoot it and it's fine. Oh, wow. It's, yeah, it's look it up. It's interesting. As in a suit for bears? Or uh, a bear? No, no, a suit so you can research bears without them mauling you to death. Oh. It, he looks like Robocop Terminator <laughs> with like a Pacific Rim mech. It's awesome. <laughs> I thought you were just about to launch on a movie titles. <laughs> I mean, give me a minute. <laughs> Um, Barely human, how one man became a robot. <laughs> Rawr. Damn it, I couldn't think of a good tagline. <laughs> Fuck it, Rawr. <laughs> what other playlists? Put this with Call of the Simpsons, where Maggie hangs out with the family of bears. Yeah, true, true. And yeah, the candy convention, pair it with this, do mm-hmm. a whole candy theme. Marge gift-giving occasions. Yeah, sure. Watch it with, like... Just animal ones. I think Stampy. Were we meant to think that that was Stampy? It, like, yeah. it looks Stampy-ish, but maybe I'm he an elephant racist and I can't tell. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> oh, that's another thing I remember from this one. There was a weird sort of fake racism thing, like in the last one. Like, didn't Abe call him like a cowardly Swede? Yeah, yeah, well, you know, that's right. Yeah, I think, <laughs> are, are the Swedes known for being cowards? I don't, like, they're neutral. Is that cowardice? Yeah. I guess I don't know. I just thought, hey, that's interesting. <laughs> Tweet yeah. in, Swedish listeners. Are you <laughs> cowards? <laughs> The funny thing is, if they were, they wouldn't tweet in to confirm. <laughs> no, they would. They'd be like, yeah, you got us. <laughs> uh, they'd be too afraid to tweet. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how cowardice would work, being the uh, you know a- absolute alpha that I am. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm too afraid to find out. Yeah, so BT, what would you change about this episode? Better jokes. I think the story is fine. It's a bit more on the wax. I don't really want to tweak too much there. There's some small differences you can make, but nothing, uh, no massive overhaul. But just give me a few more laughs along the way. I'll throw it around. Yep. Take the writers out for margaritas and see what kind of jokes you get out of it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this episode is lacking fun, isn't it? Yeah, which is surprising for hanging out with a bear. Yeah. And again, there's a cute montage, but you don't get too much out of it, unfortunately. So yeah. for a whole hunter-bear friendship thing, yeah, surprisingly not as much fun as I was hoping. Mm. Catherine, what would you change? Um, I feel like Lenny and Carl kind of wasted. Yeah. That could have been better, but yeah, I think a lot of the jokes were kind of had a chuckle, but I would not remember them if anyone asked. So yeah. focus, like sharpen up the jokes, maybe. 
get yeah. a little bit more streamlined. I'm well, not... actually, you two sort of make me think. I kind of wish that Lenny and Carl actually weren't in the episode and it was Homer teaming up with this hunter. I mean, you have Charles Napier there. Why wasn't he mm. the one that took yeah. Homer out on this trip? Yeah, that makes sense. Well, then you wouldn't get them all singing Afternoon Delight and Dosey doing. <laughs> this I mean. okay when anchorman first came out there was a massive influx of shows having afternoon delight in them as a joke mm-hmm. and i'm very sure this was another example of that corrections index fat and the furious was released in november 2003 while anchorman was released in june 2004 over half a year later so obviously that claim was false and additionally i can't stand by my claim that anchorman influenced other shows and movies to use afternoon delight because the song has been in so many tv shows and movies over the years well before and right up to the release of anchorman so look anyway i was wrong then but i still agree with everything i'm about to rant about now totally unnecessary stupid as fuck to look at like and my problem with how that joke rolled out was bart was initially concerned that there were no batteries in the bear tracker and he shows this concern and like oh my god why are you guys listening to the radio cuts later to him doing a dosey do with them i mean how can you avoid line dancing to afternoon delight i don't know in the face of bear danger Afternoon delight. I know, but... Skyrockets in flight, Elliot. <laughs> Afternoon delight. Damn it, you did it to me. <laughs> Every time. <laughs> you got you, you logged me into an afternoon delight. That sounds weird. Yes, it does. <laughs> Please stop. So musical moments from this episode. Yeah, we afternoon just mentioned uh, Afternoon delight. And during the Homer Bear loving montage was I Got You, Babe. And Eye of the Tiger. Mm. Eye of the Tiger. It comes right after the T. <laughs> and right before the G-E-R... I wrote that while I was watching this episode. <laughs> Listeners, it's okay. I'm flipping off on your behalf. <laughs> Come on. It's not a bad joke. It's not bad, but also shut up. <laughs> so this was doing one of those things where teen era Simpsons do a lot of really on-the-nose musical cues. So, yeah, when he's building the bear suit and he's prepping up and it's mm-hmm. Eye of the Tiger. And I don't know. It just feels like kind of lazy to sort of just do a montage and hang an obvious music cue on it. There could have been some better jokes and less montage, like had they worked more on, you know, some classics. Yeah. BT, any other notes? Indeed I do. Uh, I'm going to have to go backwards because I got a big one at the end. Sure. Uh, So I do like it uh, when it switches to the bear is clubbing an elephant and he's like, circle of life. (laughs) That was a good little final note to end on. Really? Uh, Yeah, just because it's stupid as fuck, so I liked it. Yeah. Well, again, sorry, coming back to the whole stampy thing. I complain a lot about Simpsons dredging up past for no reason, but I thought it would have been an okay-ish way of saying, oh, look, it's Stampy or something. I don't know. Well, just uh, maybe don't even say, but have the elephant put the bear in his mouth. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then, then be like, circle of life. Okay, I've talked myself out of that note, thanks. Sorry. Uh, Mr. Burns, what a delightfully practically based joke. Well, that one to me was a lazily written Burns line. Yeah, it seems like he would have held some old old cootery kind of no- words for that bit. Yeah, because the Burns language joke isn't about taking now words and olding them up. It's actually taking yeah. old words. Well, I took this to be him going, hey, a practically based joke. I've never heard of one of them before. That must be new. Mm-hmm. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you talk me out of it again. Fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. We, we cut to the beginning of the news. It's like, the angry president crawled out of the shallow grave and went back to work. <laughs> <laughs> like, there's a story I want to hear about. Yep. Okay, I do have to Google Jacqueline Smith and why she has her own range of axe heads. But before we get to that, so uh, Grandpa has a website called oldcoot.com. Yeah. Where it has a good line of, welcome to oldcoot.com, why don't you visit more often, which was fine. But I Googled oldcoot.com. 
I can't even make this up. It's that brilliant. <clears throat> it's porn, isn't it? Uh, no, it's better. <laughs> Uh, you can reach Grandpa here. Do you want affordable, turnkey, high-quality, crazy, funny entertainment for the whole family at your event? Just let us know and we'll send you a quote. There is a Hire a Grandpa website. What? <laughs> Not even making that up. I don't have grandpas. <laughs> you can if you want. Awesome. Grandpa brings more value to your event. That's oldcoot.com. What an <laughs> event, though, would you really need a grandpa? I don't know, but so it exists. Grandpa's Day? <laughs> a really elaborate web of lies that involves you having grandfathers? Like, yeah. Like, oh, yeah. If you, if you meet cute with the person of your dreams was talking about your grandparents, but both of yours have sadly passed on, and what? You're going to need a grandpa to pull this off. <laughs> it's uh, a rom-com coming soon. Yeah. Hire a coot. Starring Jennifer Aniston. I'd watch it. Yeah. See, we've already <laughs> sold it. We've got a ticket already. <laughs> Someone give me $28 million in Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> and then another $28 million for Jennifer Aniston. <laughs> uh, please, she's working for scale now. <laughs> uh, so Jacqueline Smith was the original Kelly Garrett in Charlie's Angels. Hey, well, moved on to her own range of accents. That's a lateral move. Yeah, I couldn't, uh, in my skimming of Wikipedia, couldn't determine what the connection with her and accents is, but... Yep. Did you have any other notes? I know. I am out. This is you, the sound um, of my notebook closing. <laughs> Catherine, did you have any other notes? Um, just that I've written, Chief Wiggum's great. <laughs> when Homer was driving past and Lou says, yeah. he shouldn't be in the carpool lane. His passenger's a big ball of sugar. And Chief <laughs> Wiggum just goes, I wish mine was. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's like, short and sweet. Cute yep. little Wiggum. I did yeah. enjoy that line. And yeah, so often we complain about the Wiggum Lou stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Short, sweet, snappy. That was good. Just like a ball of sugar. <laughs> so that was all your notes? Yeah, and I had a Jacqueline Smith one too. Like, well, yeah. I don't get it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Do people just buy axe heads? What? Yeah. Signature axe heads. You know what? Uh, make it Jack Nicholson signature axe heads from yeah. the Shire. And uh, I would probably buy one. You know, that's probably what they originally had. And they already wrote the JAC in the <laughs> sign and they couldn't get Jack Nicholson's approval. So then we're like, oh shit, we're up the creek. Who else famously uses an axe? No one. <laughs> Charlie's Angels. There was that one episode. I don't know. <laughs> By the way, I just noticed your shirt. Does it say, say no to sports? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> My um, life philosophy. <laughs> yeah, no, you're in good company. Don't worry. I need one in a 3X, please. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I am actually seeing like a long string of jokes that I absolutely hated. All right. Well, hey, let's get into them. Is one, you slags are all right? Because <laughs> I listen to that, I'm like, do I like this? Do I hate it? What is happening to me? I don't know. I kind of, yeah. if Am it's so in reference, you know? if it was not in reference to someone we knew he already hated, then it would probably be very uncomfortable. Like yeah. if it was, oh, actually I did have another note, uh, the bit with Cletus and the hunter back yeah. and forth cocking the rifle. Oh, yeah. I like that just because. Oh, really? Rifle cocking jokes. I'm on board with that. <laughs> it was just one that I thought they took too many bites of the pie on that and I don't know. I guess it was kind of saved at the end where he's going, eh, it's okay. We all feel, need to feel important sometimes. All right. Now it's time for my rapid note time. Speedy notes and no boats. Oh, except for that one. When Homer goes, oh, I love Sprawmart. They have videos of Christian vegetables or whatever. And he's not even in the store. And he's like, oh, uh, the setting already showed that he's like several meters away from the shop front. And mm. then they just cut to a VeggieTales joke. And it wasn't even a good one. I enjoyed the line food pyramid. Ah, uh, because Egypt. Yeah. Right. Pyramids. Yeah. But I like good pyramid humor. Sue me. <laughs> but let my pickles go. How fucking lazy is that have you watched veggie tales 
Yeah, that's pretty fucking lazy. <laughs> There's a lot of puns based on vegetables. So. so, I mean, they're not even, like, making a comment about the show. They're just doing what the show yeah, does. Yeah, pretty much. And then Homer goes, Moses. You have to remember, I thought this was the much more awkward one where there's like a the salad of the crisp, crisper where there's oh, the yeah. tomato getting whipped and it's like... So the fact that that wasn't that, I think uh, made me like this a bit more. Yeah. Because <laughs> I didn't have to go to all. I like that Abe was a greeter, but mm-hmm. it's actually one where I, I kind of wish they did something with that. But it just sort of led to a gag about Nelson shoplifting with his mouth because he was yeah. in a store mandated straitjacket. Yeah, I did like Marge's line because again, just Marge, adorable cuteness. She goes, "I feel like a secretary on Administration Professionals Day." <laughs> <laughs> that was adorable. Go, Marge. We love you. I didn't need the shot of Homer doing a cotton candy throw. Yeah, yeah. and then to follow it up with only my hairdresser knows for sure, yeah. which is like the tagline oh. of some. Product, probably like shampoo hair. or something like. Yeah, yeah. No. Look, if it's not advanced hair, yeah, yeah. I don't know how I'm supposed to know about it. Yeah, and I mean, we've seen Homer bald before. It's not like we thought he was born with it. I just, yeah. and maybe it was some other sort of product. And I really didn't need the line of Bart going, "I'm going to deep fry my pants so finally I can eat my shorts." Uh, it was yeah. that really hard lean into it. Like, get it. It is. He says that. He said, now, uh, you'll get it later. It just would have been better if he just did it. Yeah. The worst part about it, though, is you know someone was really proud oh, yeah. of writing that line. Like, oh, everyone, sit down. You, you're yeah. not going to believe how great this is. Yeah. Like, they've got all their friends and family around, and they were just like, oh, yeah. that was it. Someone, like, wrote down, bet it, bet it, bet it, bet it, bet it, bet it. Look, look, he's going to eat his shorts. <laughs> There was a funny enough visual gag when Homer's at the dump and he's walking by the pile of beta max tapes and the pile of laser discs and reserved for DVDs. Yeah. I like that because we're in that future now where any garage sale, you can go get a DVD for like 50 cents. True, 50 cents. Where are you shopping for DVDs? (laughs) Clearly at the... um, The sucker mart. (laughs) The hoity-toity garage sales of Castle Hill. (laughs) (laughs) Go down to Jim's garage sale this weekend and get a great discount on chandeliers. Because Castle Hill. I don't know. <laughs> I live here and I don't get it. <laughs> Again, this is something that Simpsons do in this era is put too much value on the bullies where they just randomly cut to the school of the bullies making fun of Bart and none of the material here was funny. My dad's not a coward. All he did was stay up for six days and harass employees at KFC. It was weird. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, it's just, it wasn't funny. Didn't need to be there. Uh, Homer didn't even need a welder's mask. Too um, much build. I mean, I know it was only quick, but yeah. too much build up for like such little payoff. Like yeah. I don't know what I was expecting, but that's true. His dumb. eyes glowing red, and yeah. yeah. And what do you think, guys? Think about the Moby Dick reference. I had a little chuckle. It was cute. Yeah. But again, if I hadn't have written it down, I you know Moby. <laughs> the important the story of Moby Dick is to be yourself. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> Also, doesn't the beginning, like the preface of Moby Dick say it's not a metaphor for anything and yet people keep trying to read into it? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah. Well, Take that high literature critics. Yeah, Hunter S. Thompson. Who wrote it? <laughs> Norman Melville. Oh, really? No. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think so. <laughs> Something Melville, I think. I don't know if it's Norman. At one point, and yeah, during that whole building the bear suit montage, Homer goes to Marge, well, you don't even know how ridiculous you look now. And then, yeah, walks away with the butt hanging out. Yeah, I don't like that because we're not talking about how Marge looks. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... And she wasn't being ridiculous no, either. No, no. <sighs> but I didn't mind the whole open butt thing, you know, 
If I get scared, I don't want to ruin the suit. I enjoy a good pantsless joke every now and then. Yeah, and poop jokes, they're funny. Sometimes jokes when I'm pantsless. (laughs) Wait, that sounds terrible. God (laughs) damn it, I'm ruining everything today. (laughs) Bart's like, no, I'm going to change my name to Joe Kickass, which is a lazy, lame name, but then how Homer goes, oh, that's so cool. Yeah, it's something a 10-year-old would think of, for sure. Yeah. Cool Moldy. Ariel, cool (laughs) Moldy. So... The octopus suit thing. Oh, fuck, I forgot about uh, this. I forgot about that too. Oh, I hate this bit. <laughs> so what bugged me about this scene, they're going through all the uh, costumes in the closet. This would have been your opportunity to kind of reference some old episodes. Just, yeah. just leave the country western octopus as a suit that they have, and you're like, what? Or even just them mentioning it, that they had a country yeah, octopus, I mean. astronaut, you know. Yeah, but then to have everything grind to a halt so we can watch Lisa try it on and be like, hey, y'all, if you don't like my song... This joke is already too old. I'll spray you with ink. Yeah. That no, wasn't even no, a joke. No, no, like, no. were they going for this, like, non joke sort of thing? It's like, you know, bring your kids to work day and one of the kids wrote that and they're like, fuck, we got to put this in now. Otherwise, <laughs> little Timmy is going to be heartbroken. Yeah. I uh, just put it in. Arrested God. Development again. God, I hate bringing my daughter to work day. <laughs> Homer had a line about Homer's toenails looking like Fritos. If anyone's seen Fritos, that's like a pretty disgusting image. Oh, yeah. Like, no, I, I didn't get that. Like, Oh, Fritos are an American chip that are like, they look like a curled up Dorito. Yeah, they're pretty. Oh, okay. So, and like, they've got that like hyper orange yellow color that like real processed chip snacks have. So they're kind of disgusting, but also when I'm drunk enough, oh, put away a few bags <laughs> of them. It would help if I knew how to spell Frito. And also Weird Al Yankovic references in one of his songs. He sings a lot about food, though. <laughs> that one where he's trying to seduce, but he's saying all weird things. Ooh, you smell like Fritos. That's why I'm giving you this hungry stare. <laughs> oh, yeah. And for our American listeners, um, if we've said fairy floss a few times and you didn't know what the fuck we we're talking about, that's what we call cotton candy. Oh, yeah. That, that was me. I'm, I think yeah. I was saying that a few uh, times. So those are Fritos. Okay. That's disgusting. Yeah. yeah. Your nails look like that. But wait, people eat those? What? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> really? Americans eat a lot of fucked up shit, man. Yeah. Um, you ever seen their breakfast cereals? <laughs> they're basically desserts. They, they are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, I'd always heard the name Cookie Crisp, but I never exactly knew what they were. And then I went to America and saw some. They are just literally cookies that you yeah. pour milk on yep. and eat like cereal. Yep. Once you a jar of marshmallow fluff, and I'm, what, yeah. what yeah. for? <laughs> they, to, what? to put on bread. They mix that shit in their peanut butter sandwiches. They call it a fluffer nutter. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> oh, America. Yeah. I know. Have Vegemite and butter like normal people. <laughs> yeah, have the scrapings from the bottom of yeast barrels mixed with butter <laughs> like normal fucking people. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what malt is as well. It's mm. like people in the 40s were like, hey, there's some excessive stuff in the bottom of this fat. Mm, tastes good. Let's sell it to children. I wonder how many things were invented just by people scraping the bottoms of barrels and eating it and going, you know what? <laughs> I didn't go blind. <laughs> <laughs> it passed the first test. Homer kills a guy. Which guy? The scuba guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I didn't yeah. mind that. <laughs> you didn't mind it. Little... Especially, especially as all this little tag won't hurt another animal, throws it in. Yeah, yeah I don't know. As cruel as it is, uh, like the fish would have been fine, but then the diver as well was just a bit... I think it gets the laugh of the shock value, and then, then you think about it and go, ew. Yeah. <laughs> I like how... Homer and the bear, while they're eating the sausages, they're listening to the news report that says Homer Simpson is presumed mauled, and he goes, wrong again, liberal media. (laughs) I enjoyed that one too. I liked the map joke where the kill zone was completely surrounding the animal sanctuary. Mm -hmm. I dug that. 
Um, and Homer, you know, trying to workshop ideas. You know, no one said you were a male bear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then felt, you know, oh, it's very easy to criticize. How, so hard to create. And I'm like, well, that's what we're here for. So yeah. <laughs> prepare to be criticized. All right, guys. It is time for the ranking of the things. <laughs> you feeling okay? Nope. No, I'm a little all over the place today as well. I, I think I think because it's International Women's Day, it's doing something to my brain. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, maybe. That's my only hypothesis at the moment. <laughs> You're going on shut-off mode. Well, it's like I got in the car earlier today, and I went in, like, head first, and I sat down, like, that is not how you get in the car, Ben. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> All right. Uh, BT, kick us off. I am going to go a participant. A yep. fine participant, not like a low participant, but it's just, it's okay. You know, I wouldn't avoid it, but I definitely wouldn't seek it out. I'm going to forget all the parts I did like. I'm going to remember the parts I hated, like the stupid octopus. Yep. But yeah, for me, that's that's a participant. All right, Catherine, what would you like to rank this thing? Yeah, I have to agree. Yep. Participant, it's fine. I'll probably, I'll, it'll start again one time. I'll watch it, forget what episode it mm. is, get halfway through, realize, oh, yeah, it's this one. Yeah. Well, we uh, like to say, you know, if you think you might watch it again and you would enjoy the experience, maybe bronze, but, you know, if you're still not feeling that hot on the episode, maybe participants where it should be. Yeah, I, I wouldn't rank it any higher. All right. Well, that'll be unanimous again because I'm also going participant. There's a, a fair amount of okayish jokes, but there's just not enough happening in yeah. the story. To not bring enough it up. to drag it out, you know, to the next to the bronze ranking. Unfortunately. Yeah, and it's not like there's anything aggressively terrible. There mm. is just a lot of aggressively t- participant things. But, uh, yeah, I think it's very much just meh. It's, yep. All right. It's definition of meh. Yeah. All right. Well, that'll be a unanimous participant. This will also be joining another season 15 episode, The President World Pearls, where they do like the Avita parody and Lisa's mm. school something. Uh, Mummy Beerist, which we reviewed a few weeks ago, where Marge becomes a new manager of Moe's. Prankster Rap, where Butt becomes a hip hop doo doo. Dude. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I just start words and hopefully the lips and stuff will do the work. Uh, what else? Uh, there are a lot of participants. Girl Who Slept Too Little, My Fair Laddie, the mm-hmm. musical about groundskeeper Willie, oh My yeah. Fair Lady, where Marge becomes an Uber driver, Simpsorama, where they do a Futurama crossover, uh, Brick Like Me, the yellow Lego episode. I do feel like this one's at least standing on top of the heads of those ones, but it's still not breaking into metal territory. Yeah, honestly, if one of you's went bronze, I'd kind of understand it, but yeah, for me personally... Probably a mid to high participant, but certainly no. Mm. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, that about does it for the Teens Era episode for this evening. And now we're going all the way back to season four with I Love Lisa. Who's the I? The I is Ralph. Uh, We can pinpoint the exact moment. And we are back, and we just watched our classic and final episode for the evening, which was Season 4, Episode 15, I Love Lisa. It was first released in February of 93, and it was written by Frank Mueller. In this episode, it's the one where Ralph falls in love with Lisa, you know, I choose to choose you. You know this one. Guys, what'd you think? Yeah. Does everyone else have a big stupid smile on their face? Yes. I know. <laughs> bit, of, bit of a tear in my eye. I know. Uh, I, this, I... Genuinely remember watching it for the very first time. I was yeah. in kindergarten. Oh wow! And I loved me some Ralph, <laughs> and my little heart broke all throughout the episode. Mm-hmm. And mm. I, you know, I really just don't think I ever really forgave Lisa, even though now I know. <laughs> but yeah, I genuinely remember watching this episode, and I think it was one of the first things that I ever properly related to on a little, a little yeah. kindergarten heart level. <laughs> nice, you know? yeah. 
Yeah, because it is like this big romantic love story, but it is also still just the kids being kids. Yeah, I think there's a lot to that. And I think if there's a downside to this episode, it reminds us how good of a character Ralph was and makes me so sad that yeah. now he's he's yeah. basically just the idiot kid, which is such a shame because he's so good in this. Yeah, especially because this is like the first episode that they hung a storyline on him. Yeah, from. before he was just, you know, I don't know, what was he before that? Just uh, love that chewing gum walk very wriggly. Yeah. <laughs> just quick one-liners and stuff. Yeah, and even like as recently as season three's Lisa's Pony, you know, um, she sure could tame that horse. Yes, but what man could tame her? <laughs> you know, he was like this quippy little background character, but they'd sort of started developing like his stupid background gags. And yeah, now we're at the point where he has his own episode. It's just, it's so sad to see him go from this kind of lovable idiot, but in, you know, in the best possible way. And then later on, he's just this... What's a dumb goofball, partly spaz line we can say? Yeah, Ralph. It's like, yeah, so sad. But yeah, uh, this one, he's in absolute top form. And he's, he, I think the innocence is what sort of mm. is yeah. what I really love about this episode as he's innocently trying to figure out his infatuation. And also Lisa's innocently trying to figure out, you know. <laughs> yeah, how to, how to say no and back away from that. And I think both, both sides are handled really, really well. Yeah. Yeah. And especially at the resolution at the end where they bring in the whole card thing again and mm-hmm. they leave it at a satisfying place where, yeah, even Ralph has felt like he can move on now. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, God. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well, we better get into the questionnaire because the heart question is going to take up a lot of oh, space here. Yeah. But BT, what is just a story moment that stood out to you for better or worse? Uh, a story moment, it's, I'm, I'm going to call it more of a character moment, but that leads heavily into the story. It's when Ralph is in class and he has those great little Miss Hoover moments. Yeah. Uh, but what I really like is when he's like, I'm not allowed to have scissors. And like, but you see him kind of stop and smile and kind of look around the class. You can tell he's playing up his own dumbness to get a laugh. And I like that that's an aspect of their character he's playing through. It's like... He's he's playing up the idiot because he knows he'll get you know a chuckle from the class from it. Oh, but really? But then yeah, yeah there's, there's, these, there's these little it's a very quick moment of um, visual storytelling. But it's like yeah, he's not necessarily as dumb as we know him to be today. He's smart enough to know this is how he can get a laugh, and that's what he does. So he's playing up that character, which then, of course, leads to him not getting any Valentine's Day cards because who wants to send a Valentine to that kid, even though. That's how he's relating to the class. And so it's it's subtle, but I reckon it's definitely there and it's definitely intentional. Yeah, I, and maybe because I didn't notice that, but to that point, yeah, because he, then he gets a big chuckle again out of eating the crayon. Yeah. And he also, uh, when he glues his head to his shoulder, he doesn't get a laugh then, which... Yeah, and he follows up with a ha, ha, ha. You kind of feel like, is he trying to prompt the rest of the class to say, you, you could... Yeah. La- oh, you're not laughing at this one. Okay, never mind. Even Ralph knew when he took a third bite and it was too many. Damn it. <laughs> Learn Simpsons. from Ralph, Simpsons writers. <laughs> wow, I, I really didn't notice that. Yeah, we'll, um, we'll watch it again. You can, you can, you can pinpoint the exact moment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Catherine, what's a story for, uh, moment from the story that stood out to you? Um, well, two sort of, sort of unrelated to the Ralph storyline, but yeah. they made me, again, feel a little bit bad for the other characters. Lunch Lady Doris mm-hmm. and her... Just put where do you want your beef hearts? You know, just on the floor. You do your job, I'll do mine. You know, I really enjoy that. Doesn't look very clean. (laughs) And I love Sleazy Apu. Yeah, with oh, the yeah. I love you chocolate box, like I covered in dust. I I think you'll spend the hundred dollars, and I just I love when Apu was that. Just highway robbery meant like yeah, yep. sensational. <laughs> I do. It's like it's just like lovely, lovely. <laughs> 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 yeah, it's actually one where I actually think like they didn't need the tag on the end of that. Like the whole 
discount supermarket next door, the expired baby food. I thought that was maybe didn't need to be there. I do like the discount supermarket. Guess somehow has just not noticed it. <laughs> yeah, okay, I'll pay that. Yeah, a moment from the story that stood out to me was the Krusty uh, 29th anniversary <laughs> thing, which, like, wait, Krusty only been around 29 years at this point? And yeah, actually, mm-hmm. early 60s, that kind of makes sense. Yep. I actually forget how long ago the 90s were. It, it haunts me sometimes to think about. Yes. Let's not think about that. No, and neither <laughs> should you at home. <laughs> but yeah, Bart's enthusiasm for this whole thing, and um, I feel like they never quite resolved Bart's end of the story in this. Well, I don't think Bart exactly had a story. It was just more, he was just side jokes that just had a continuity. Yeah. So, you know, starting with the Candy Hearts, and uh, there's a great little Skinner reference nod to Apocalypse Now. <laughs> oh, is that what it was referencing? Yeah, if you're taking up uh, a boat up to Nang River, it's Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Apparently, this uh, scene was quite controversial back in the day. That, oh, really? Yeah, it upset a lot of uh, former vets and, you know, not just your... Um, easily offended wangs or whatever Homer calls him in that other episode. <laughs> um, yeah, apparently this uh, was yeah a bit triggering for some people and uh, they complained and it um, in some syndications got removed. <laughs> well, okay, now I can understand that. Ignoring that for a moment, it looked great. It I love looked the, beautiful. I love the shift in color palette yeah. to yeah, just give you a, just let you know we're in a different time and place and this is like kind of more of a memory color palette than it is a true one. And yeah, it, it looks. I really love great. a Skinner flashback. Oh, yeah. I just I just love them. I live for them. Yeah, the the we've dis- as we've discussed the episodes where Skinner has like actual power and control. He's awesome. He's so much cooler than the when he's this this mother whipped boring. I have no words for it. Hang on, what's the word I'm looking for? Mummy's boy. Yeah, just this yes. weakling. Yeah. It's, just, it's so much cooler when you know he's like, oh no, gentlemen, you made a mistake. You got an X green beret mad. <laughs> yeah, you're like, ooh, chill. I just love, I love the <laughs> idea of him having that flashback just. Over the PA system mm. at school yeah. with all those little kids. Yeah. Or when he's... Um, <laughs> Ooh, I broke his brain. When he's like, uh, I see you got a t-shirt from Mad Magazine. How do you yeah. know it was from Mad? <laughs> it was 1972. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I miss this old routine. And yeah, now it's just, oh, mother, that sort of stuff. To be fair, I don't think you could flog Vietnam forever. But mm. uh, yeah, the current evolution of, of Skinner has not been a good one. Yeah. But yeah, so this episode didn't really have a B plot, so I did think that like the crusty anniversary special was a good thing to like build up to. Yeah, it's something that kept the episode anchored. Yeah, just it gave you a central point that all the characters were talking about, even if it wasn't a B plot in of itself. I suppose you could say, yeah, no, it, it was something that just yeah tethered the points together. I suppose. I guess it was also like a good sort of fake out for the audience as well. Like they're hyping it up, making you think, oh, this is going to be how Bart tries to figure out a way to get to the crusty thing. But oh no, no, it's just turning out this is what Lisa gets to go to mm-hmm. and has the big heartbreaking moment, <laughs> which we'll get to in a moment. Play count. How many times before tonight have you seen this episode? Oh wow, I'd say a monster's mash, mash work. <laughs> <laughs> At least thirty. I, I've yeah. watched this like so many times. Yeah, yeah, this is classic Channel Ten, six PM, because they used to hammer the first four seasons in syndication. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I'd say easily fifty times. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like going home, you know, you watch newer episodes and then you watch this one. And you just yeah. go in like, oh yeah, I remember. That's why I love The Simpsons. Yeah. Like it had it all. Yeah, yeah. Hon- really honestly, did. how could you choo choose to ask that question? <laughs> <laughs> well, I want to be objective here. <laughs> hey, <laughs> landed it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, the characters' integrity are totally on top form, and uh, 
and especially in a time where they're still kind of defining them. Mm. You know, season four is still pretty early. And when Ralph had sort of... How this was representing his actual absolute character shift here. Yeah, but even in the very beginning, you get some great character work with Homer's forgotten. It's Valentine's Day, and he does that. To okay, <laughs> well, what what day is this? Uh, I can't remember if he says first. Like, <laughs> bacon um, day. Bacon, bacon day. day. No, that's not a thing. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, and then uh, I'd like and he goes happy. Valentine's then Bart is like oh why don't you go get her a present just that kind That's of That's a wonderful idea <laughs> Yeah where he's clearly picked up it's it's troublemaking but just being that little shit stirring kind of way I think that's Upstairs, very cool you know, yeah. Second <laughs> floor of our house <laughs> <laughs> Yeah reminding everyone of the geography of the house <laughs> Naturally you have to tell everyone of the geography of the house Oh shit that reminded me of a note I hated from that first one Sorry Oh yeah yeah Where it's like that's how you met Mona Simpson Homer's mother was like, yes, I know. <laughs> so We've I, watched I, that episode. <laughs> I meant to bring that up at the time. and only just Because, yeah, it was a funny way of reminding us of a two, they have two levels. Yeah. By Homer, I'll just get it. It's on the second floor of our house. Yeah. And just while we're there, a joke I forgot to bring up from that first episode, which I liked, was when Bart first had the e-cigarette and he's like coughing and spluttering and the snot's coming out of his nose. And he goes, ah, refreshing. <laughs> like, Is that just how you felt? Uh, when I first had a cigarette? Yeah. Mm. <laughs> I imagine if I had one now, it'd be pretty much the same. <laughs> but yeah, feeling like a Simpsons, yeah, Homer and Bart and all the rest of them weren't really in this that much, but mm. when they were, they were just absolutely themselves. And Yeah, the number of, the amount of pre-laughs I got here. Were, oh, were definitely. Gone. Like Lisa walks in and says to Marge, oh, you know, I... He likes me. And I don't know what to do about it. And I was like, I'll handle this. <laughs> I've heard every rejection in the book. I like you as a friend. Me and you speak English. I'm married to the sea. I don't want to kill you, but, but I, I will. will. <laughs> and if all else fails, six words. I'm not gay, but I'll learn. Yeah, I don't think that line plays that well anymore, though. <laughs> no, I think it's a I think it's a door. I my favorite is unquestionably the sea. Though. Yeah, that's. <laughs> I just feel like no character, even the throwaway ones that just had one line, was in it. For a stupid reason. Yeah. Like, everyone was in it that had a scene, that yeah. had a line that was worth being told. And Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Uh, Skinner as well with the Denang thing and Homer with his <laughs> advice. And Yeah, I think, I think it's a good example of if the character's not there to move the plot along, they need to be there for a joke. So Marge yeah. is there in that scene to say, I think you need to tell this boy that you're flattered, but you're just not ready. Yeah. And that's what we get in the next scene. But then we get all the jokes from Homer. Miss so Hoover was on fire this episode. <laughs> oh, yeah. The children are right to laugh at you, Ralph. Like, just, <laughs> yes, that's what I like in the incompetence of a teacher. Like, oh. you yeah. being horrible, but not being stupidly horrible. Like, just yep. so useless. Yeah. Isn't this just pointless busy work? Yeah. Bullseye. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Miss Hoover's just a tired alcoholic teacher. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, and Chief Wiggum as well was the other one I wanted to bring up in the character integrity because it could have been very easy to make him look like a harassing pe police officer, but I think they hit the balance well. Yeah, uh, his lines in this are great. And also just him from the heart perspective is really, you yeah. know, it's a good joke where it's like, right, has erupted in not tonight. But there's <laughs> the fact that he's like, oh, would you look at that? Yeah. It's, like, it's really sweet. Yeah. And that, you know, he was trying to help his boy be persistent. But, you know, even he realizes oh, he's got it all right. Yeah. I think my boy's going to be just fine. So what about the wacky parts of this episode? What were the like cartoony moments that stood out to you? Wiggum's badge getting stolen by the dark, <laughs> which I thoroughly enjoyed. Oh my god, I just took a sip of beer and I almost laughed yeah, out my you, nose. You might need to meet the gif him chasing the duck. Because <laughs> <laughs> I love the ducks run animation and Wiggum's kind of waddling. <laughs> it's, oh, it's beautiful. Ducks are just awesome com comedic props. <laughs> mm. 
going back in The Simpsons, you know, when they're trying to get to the house fire and, oh, <laughs> ducks are really drying my patience. But they're so cute. Yep. <laughs> and Robot Chicken, I'm not a man, I am three ducks in a man costume. <laughs> yeah, ducks are just awesome comedy and I want to write a thesis yep. into why this whole scene is not only just ridiculously funny but about the duck stealing his badge, but also really moving too. Yeah. <laughs> With poor little Ralphie. At least you guys are my friends. <laughs> and the ducks just look at the bread and swim away. Oh, right. God, the hurt. <laughs> like, what's the... Come on, ducks. <laughs> Throw the guy a bone. Or like, a bit ah, of bread. This, this bread seems to have come from a loser. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I do like the kind of intentional wacky of um, the school play just having absurdly high production values. Yes. <laughs> yeah, when like they the... were just talking about cutting corners and watering <laughs> down orange juice. Like, for starters, the fireplace on stage is real. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then the bed launches up and has the flag underneath it and Mount Rushmore descends <laughs> and sings from uh, the, the last refrain of America the Beautiful. And Ah, oh, that's what the song is. <laughs> I think so. We're not Americans. We only know Australia, the fucking tops. That's I'm, our I'm song. I'm 49%. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> Australia, it's fucking good, eh? Fucking sick, bro. And that's our national anthem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now one day it'll be everyone rise the national anthem. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be the end of it. Yeah, it's an efficient national anthem. Yep. Uh, yeah, other wacky moments. Uh, yeah, the play itself. Yeah, it was kind of weird that everybody like had like a sketch of a play and then yeah, full production for Ralph and Lisa's. Yeah. Although I love the. Um, Caretaker president song. Med- oh, yeah. Mediocre president <laughs> yeah, song. Yeah. yeah. That's great. We are forgettable, occasionally <laughs> regrettable. Caretaker presence of the USA. Yeah, come yeah. on. <laughs> um, I like the itchy and scratchy background episode. Oh, mm-hmm. you need a heart to live. Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. I'm looking forward that. to reading that newspaper article. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, this is like itchy and scratchy that I love. Just these simple little stupid things that kind of reference the Warner Brothers violent animations mm. that um because yeah lately itchy and scratchies are so high concept they're like doing movie parodies and yeah. things yeah but like so badly long. And, yeah. yeah and this one it's simple itchy rips the heart out gives it to him oh wait yeah. you need this to live <laughs> yeah and it also reinforces that everyone's talking about valentine's day and the, yep. yeah it's uh, this whole theme flowing through uh, yeah and especially with a valentine's day episode it'd be so so easy to uh, hang too much on this episode about being Valentine's Day, and I think they were actually pretty reserved and subtle with it, and mm-hmm. just yeah. Sorry, I just read another wacky moment. Uh, I even got the host crusty home pregnancy test yeah. <laughs> may cause birth defects. <laughs> oh, I miss that. Don't know how peeing on a stick will cause a defect, but crusty uh, found away. Yeah. away. <laughs> I love that whole scene with Button Lisa. You don't yeah. want to know how far I'll go. <laughs> I'm prepared uh, to make that sacrifice. Yeah, the fact that he's parroting the same line yeah. exactly. Ah, oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, he's thought this out already. Yeah, he really, really wants to go to that show, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, which makes me feel bad th- for him that he didn't, but hey, at least he got a good freeze frame moment out of it. Yep. Uh, and the background joke I also really liked is just Homer's just hanging a framed uh, certificate from a university. <laughs> yeah. He just crosses out Ned Flanders. Again, doesn't draw any attention to it. Yeah. He's just doing it. And there's a few moments like that in this episode where... I really enjoy the fact that it's just there as a visual joke. You don't need to stop and talk about it. Well, in that one in particular, it was Lisa feeling guilty for him accepting presents from Ralph when she doesn't mm. have any intention of, um, yeah, You mean stealing? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, but I really like that from the perspective of um, how both 
sides get really well handled as in she does have this guilty moment and she asks an adult what should I do because I really want to go but I feel like I'm misrepresenting my intentions or whatever and she's eight and that's kind of the bit that really brings that back is that she's not trying to be deceitful but she's been told by an authority figure that no this is fine yeah <laughs> even if that authority figure is stealing a certificate and yeah a little bit of wacky there oh no that's a terrible thing to say <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> oh poor homer's conscience that guy's been through a lot so how about the heart Aww. <laughs> yeah let's just all together like yeah. so much of it so yeah how about the moment where you see his heart ripping too <laughs> oh, from the very beginning when Krusty comes over and he goes I'm Ralph I just start Oh God, Ralph! No. <laughs> and Paul and Lisa, and it's been building up, and they're both going to get so hurt. And I, yeah, oh, that's it's, all I can really, you know, I yeah, can't express it in it's words. It's like a Greek tragedy. You can watch this happening, but you can't <laughs> do anything to stop it. You're like, no. Yeah, I love it. We were studying Greek tragedies, you know, thousand whatever years after they were written, and now in thousand years they will be talking about the tragedy of Ralph, yeah. <laughs> who doth bring a woman to a show, and no, she only lets him know there that she does not care for him as though he doth care. And you may even pinpoint the exact moment his heart does rend in twain. I, I love Bart's little smiley face when he goes, yeah. right here, this is very sad. And I'm just, uh... I like that, yeah, that's... Because he didn't get to go to the show, this is like his extra level yeah. of entertainment of getting to record and go, look, look. It was even set up well with like the fact that Krusty didn't want to be doing the uh, yeah. fucking crowd work and that Lisa didn't want to get noticed in the crowd work. Ralph was the only one excited about yeah. this. I really like that Krusty bit as well. Where it's like, now for my favorite part. What's that say? <laughs> Talk yeah. to the oh. <laughs> But it's all just teleprompted. He has no idea what is actually happening. Yeah, it'd be like yeah, a musician going, now it's time for my favorite song. Playing. Oh, fine. <laughs> 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 people of so ultras. <laughs> but I just love how it's the same length of episodes it's always been, but in mm -hmm. this one episode they have such a little time that they need to set up that Lisa feels bad. She gave him a card to be friends with him, yeah. but she feels bad that he likes her more. Ralph suddenly decides that he loves her because someone's nice and has given him a card, yeah. and you feel exactly what they're both feeling, and at that exact moment, you see him excited, you see him pass the ice cream, you see Lisa get to, like, bursting point, it <laughs> yeah. all happens, yeah. and you just feel for everyone at once, you know? No, absolutely. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, no one's really wrong in this either. Yeah, yeah, I think it's very well handled in that. I think that ice cream scene in this kind of critical watch is really pivotal because that's just her push to breaking point of... He didn't mean to, but it's also now my dress is ruined. And yeah, it's it's a good little, that last little push to get her right on the edge. So when this whole scene plays out, she's just, nope, nope, shutting this down. Yeah, because yeah, that's what this whole episode has been leading to. She wanted to be nice to this kid because she saw how upset he got. But mm. involving him in her life meant all this other collateral stuff. <laughs> yep, no good deed, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and no one's the bad guy. And yeah. it's just... You can. They treat them like little kids. Yeah, fantastic actors as little kids, oh, but yeah. they treat them like you know little kids. I just, I God, I love The Simpsons. I love <laughs> old Simpsons. Yeah, these are the ones that really bring it home. And yeah, it is easy to forget after twenty nine seasons that this is an eight year old. Yeah. yeah. And there have been some episodes where I've even said, yeah, I know this is meant to be an eight year old, but we've been living with this character for so many years that we tend to hold them to higher standards. But this one, I think, gets that really, really right because you see that uncertainty and that childlike interest in getting you know going to the show but also not really being interested oh definitely and that initial valentine's day handing out card scene like mm. everybody's getting so many valentines each isn't this a wonderful day and that 
way that Ralph expresses his pain in yeah. that just little, ooh, like, oh, it's killer. Yeah, picks up the mailbox, just tips it upside down, just to be just sure. Just to be sure. Oh, God. You just know he would have been dreading that. It's like when they let people pick people for sports teams yeah. in primary yeah. school, and I'd like lose sleep over it going, I'm going to be picked last, and school sucks. And now you've learned just, just to say no to sport. I have. I have. But God, oh, Ralph. Yeah. Oh, man, oh, it's Ralphie. beautiful. <laughs> And I kind of like that when Lisa did like take Marge's advice and let him down and she handled it very maturely and he accepted it as well. But then, yeah, went straight to his dad. How do I get her to like me? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. we get the great little, uh, well, whether you're trying to win a girl or crack a nut, the trick <laughs> is persistence and never lose your cool. <laughs> Let that be a lesson to the, lesson to the rest of you nuts. <laughs> oh. I, well, when it comes to your mother, never underestimate the appeal of a man in uniform. <laughs> Actually, I don't know if you've seen this episode, Catherine, but we find out later that Clancy and Sarah did get together because he planted meth on her and then had her arrested. What? <laughs> yeah. He was, just, uh, he was just too shy. I also actually kind of like that bit. Me too. Like, yeah, he's like, <laughs> I was so shy. <laughs> well, I mean, they're both remembering it as a pleasant memory as uh, yeah. makes it better. Um, so, yes or no? Oh, my God. We're literally talking about going to watch it again now. <laughs> yep. Would you watch it again? Uh, yeah. Yeah, me too. We're going to watch it again. What playlist are we putting it in? Just holidays. Um, yeah, school, yeah. School plays. Yep, school plays, holidays. Tearjerkers. Tearjerkers. Mm-hmm. Great Ralph yeah. episodes. Just Platinum yeah. Ralph, yeah. Yeah. Platinum Chief Clancy Wiggum episodes. Oh, we haven't got any James L. Ralph this episode. I figured it'd be, uh, I'd have to go through so much material <laughs> would, that I might have to. Because <laughs> uh, I do want to talk about something we quote all the time, which yeah. is. So, you like stuff? <laughs> Followed yeah. up by the great line of, oh, doctor said I wouldn't get any nosebleeds, but I just kept my finger out of there. <laughs> oh, poor Lisa. <laughs> so, a thing we like to do is have either uh, Elliot or another guest of ours, Danny, who can get into a nice James Earl v- Jones vocal range <laughs> to uh, read Ralph lines as James Earl Jones. Nice. No, 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 I'll uh, see if I can get there. Yeah. Simba. 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 The doctor said, (laughs) because I have to consciously not go to Neil deGrasse Tyson, the doctor said that I wouldn't get so many nosebleeds if I just kept my finger out of there. (laughs) (laughs) Miss Hoover, I don't have a red crayon. (laughs) I ate it. (laughs) Okay, now just, just, we get some, you like some, you like stuff. (laughs) So, do you like stuff? Simba? (laughs) <laughs> okay, and now go to Neil deGrasse Tyson for the um, for the nosebleeds. <laughs> In the future, the doctors predict we will have less nosebleeds if we just keep our fingers out of there. To first find the secret to the mysteries, you must first look in the tunk. Um, uh, yeah, so playlist. Yeah, I think that about covers it. Love episodes. Big episodes with big amounts of hearts. Uh, episodes where Homer has to escape the house to go buy a present. Yeah. Because there's another one, I forget which one, where they're upstairs and he has to use that slow... Yeah. Oh, and there's the classic Flanders serenading Maud. I love how he Christians up his yeah. lyrics. <laughs> if you think I'm cuddly and you want my company. That whole scene was so cute with Marge bringing home the I love you bacon and eggs. Yeah. And, oh. oh, it's a cute little family and then having to listen to Ned. Yeah, he just goes, oh, yeah, no one pays, it makes a big deal out of Valentine's Day and it's just next door. Oh. Yeah. Oh. No, I got, I got to say... Um, because especially New Simpsons, when they do one of these 
themed around a Hallmark card days. It's often intrusive to the episode. Um, mm. But yeah, this one was just, I think, really an eloquent example of theming yeah. an episode around a day. Well, I think just because so many other characters were shown to be referencing the day without encroaching on the main plot line. It's just yeah. little, you know, you've got Bart with the candy hearts, you've got the radio station mentioning Valentine's Day and then President's Day. Uh, you've got Skinner's breakdown. You yep. just everyone has this quick reference to it being Valentine's Day without encroaching on the main storyline, or making Valentine's Day seem super important either. Mm, yeah, it's just a thing people celebrate. And if you're surrounded by it, it gets super, super weird. Yeah. BT, is there anything you'd change about this episode? Oh, God, no. <laughs> I don't want to touch a damn thing. Fair enough. Catherine, is there anything you'd change? No, it's pretty perfect. Yeah. Uh, the one thing I'd change, and it's the thing that really stands out to me as a negative in this episode, mm-hmm. is that, look, I know we're still in early Simpsons, but even by season four standards, this is a pretty poorly animated episode. There are Yeah, there was one bit, and I can't remember what it was, where the animation look, did look very... Homer brushing his teeth. Yeah, with, was the one, yeah. Yeah, with Flanders' old toothbrush, albeit an excellent joke. Yeah, a great <laughs> joke. It's just, he threw it out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the animation was really poor there. there yeah, were a lot it's of, like two frames a second or something. It's weird. There are a lot of inconsistent character models. That weird thing where Homer's like mouth looks really small for a bit. Look, this is just me being pedantic on an otherwise excellent episode. Mm-hmm. But so guest stars of the episode, there was only one. It was Michael Carrington, who's a writer and part-time voice actor, and he played Rex. The oh, <laughs> I did want to bring up Rex. He was amazing. Someone has gotten to you, you deceitful cow. <laughs> I mean, so being an actor, Catherine, you come across this type a lot, I bet. Oh, constantly. <laughs> they really love themselves. Yeah. Well, you got a name for them now, Rexes. Oh, <laughs> love him. Love him. Yeah. Uh, how betrayed he was when Ralph got the part. Oh. <laughs> I just love the follow-up of just using the, uh, the, the blinds for the signal. And it's like, take the boot off, boys. <laughs> yep, and when they were laughing, that was another bit where they only had actual two frames of animation that they were jumping between. Yeah, yeah it's pointing it out. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, come on. Uh, um, and he also played Sideshow Rahim. Oh, I love Sideshow Rahim. <laughs> I wouldn't. Yeah. Just... Uh, <laughs> script says I'm supposed to womp you with this. I wouldn't. <laughs> Not on. Angry, angry young man. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, his I wouldn't is actually something that is in my um, speech, and I never knew yeah. like exactly where it came from. Just. I wouldn't. Yeah. Yeah, so many Simpson things are like that, though. Yeah. You're like, it probably was from... Just where you're hitting the tone of that, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Musical moments of the episode. Mm -hmm. We have this awesome book ending with Monster Mash. (laughs) So good. Yeah. (laughs) That's like the excuse for it as well. It's like, ah, uh, why did you play that record, Marty? Ah, you know, it's cute because you you think of all the... They're putting aside their evil for a little bit. You played the wrong record, didn't you? Why are you doing this to me? (laughs) And then at the end where, yeah, they put it on, here's a song for all you lovers. Oh, damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, a great way to book in the episode. And yeah, Monster Mash is a silly little catchy song. Mm -hmm. I think it's one of the all-time greats in in music history. Definitely. Yeah. I want to be, you know, my casket lowered down while they're playing. (laughs) I I did have Pink Floyd's Great Gig in the Sky, but that's a bit long. Monster Mash, that elevates the mood. (laughs) Yeah. And it's a love song, man. Like you people yeah. getting together as well. Yeah. Yep. Like putting aside their evil <laughs> just to mash. <laughs> BT, do you have any other notes? Well, this orange juice should recoup our funds from fire drill follies. <laughs> I still don't know where it went wrong. You started the thing with fire drill and everyone cleared out. Mm. 
So mother was right. It was my fault. <laughs> and, uh, I, and I love the whole watering down the orange juice <laughs> thing. And the it was really, yeah. yeah, it was just really evocative of yeah the old school plays where they just sell we water down garbage water. <laughs> uh, I do love. Uh, you know, one day us honest citizens are going to stand up, you crooked cops. <laughs> oh, no. Have they said a date? Yeah. <laughs> His awareness of being crooked, like, no, no, don't do that. Oh, shit. No, no, no. Yeah, yeah. And like that it hadn't even occurred to him that honest citizens would start saying it. <laughs> yeah. And just one that got a lot of pre-laughter from me is uh, when they're in the porno theater with Krusty. And it's like, oh, no. Is this a bust? Uh, yeah. Blast. <laughs> like, that story is inappropriate for children. Really? I keep my pants on in this version. Yeah. <laughs> I just absolutely loved it. That theatre had Debbie Does Springfield <laughs> yeah. playing, like one of the most famous, you know, yeah. pornos ever. Was, they've localised yeah. to sell more tickets. to get that into this show? <laughs> I love it. It's a, it's a golden age. Yeah, a, the golden age of porno in the 90s. Well, I meant of TV. Oh. But, um, <laughs> sure, golden age of porno. Fair enough. Any other notes? Uh, I believe I'm out. You're out. Catherine, any other notes? Uh, I loved when Ralph... Stormed in and said, I'm here to play George Washington. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I absolutely love that. And so what he dresses up as like uh, Franklin Del- Roosevelt. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, Ralph. <laughs> and yet he goes on to be so good at wa- as Washington. Oh, yeah. They oh. should yeah. put him in Hamilton. <laughs> totally. Um, and I absolutely loved uh, when Bart was being a bit of a jerk backstage and Miss Eva goes, yeah. do you want to be a maniac or do you want to play John Wilkes Booth? <laughs> I'll be good. <laughs> I am not a butt. <laughs> what did you guys think of the whole Millhouse, Bart, Lincoln, Wilkes Booth story? That well, was a poorly rolled out question, but what did you think? It's great. And they got a tussle in the, you know, uh, play booth and then you're next, Chessa, A. Arthur. <laughs> Very Bart. And yeah. House, yeah, but just underpin it with that sound effect of the um the Nerf rifle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love when he's getting dragged away as well. Unhand me, Yankee! Yeah, I'm pretty sure I've yelled that before. <laughs> I just love how with old Krusty, it really feels like it was a real show. Yeah, like you could watch clip shows from like Letterman or you know Johnny Carson or. Yeah, well, they, I'm pretty sure there's a bit of a uh, black and white graphic with Krusty kind of done in like this kind of caricature kind of squiggly line thing. I'm pretty sure that's a Carson reference. So, yeah. Mm. yeah I'm, I think. I don't really know because I was kind of not born then. That's no excuse and I know. A sideshow Mel and the Sauce. <laughs> <laughs> I just remembered that one. Huh? Everyone's always <laughs> kissing your ass. Well, I'm afraid to tell you that you're up. <laughs> I, lo- I love that as well. <laughs> like, because I think that's the sort of shit that went down on old 70s and <laughs> 60s talk shows. Mm. Definitely. Kind of people whacked out on Wowie sauce anymore. Or the nose candy. <laughs> or the nose candy. <laughs> Even though that's what Krusty does a lot these days is make mm-hmm. a bunch of nose candy jokes. I mean, he has a lot of wow. <laughs> <laughs> time for my rapid speedy note time. Under, under, yeah. Well, we need new themes. You know, they can't pew, pew, pew. Because <laughs> you've done away with rapid fire notes. So. Yes. The scene... At the start where Grandpa's, like, complaining, ah, oh, stupid Hallmark color holidays is just a conspiracy to get you to buy shit. Well, look, uh, Valentine for my granddaughter. You know, I have the envelope. <laughs> <laughs> again, our oh, poor Grandpa. But again, I like that it ties in... It's not beating you over the head with Valentine's Day, it's just showing how people react to it. Yeah, yeah, just a... Although I didn't eat the Barney and Moe thing. Yeah. Yeah. It was okay, but... Yeah. It wouldn't have made the episode better or worse if that hadn't yeah, been in it. Yeah, it's, it's pretty neutral. You could have lost it and no one would shed a tear. Yeah. yeah. The whole thing with the beef hearts, it's kind of funny, but I 
sort of there's a bit that I don't get about it is that if Bart like popped the thing out of his shirt, um, like wouldn't the kids already be aware they were having hearts? Anyway. Well, they were presumably having cooked hearts. Yeah. I do like the bit where the truck opens and they just they all stay there and it's that kind of rubbery... <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was some excellent Foley work right yeah. there. Law <laughs> doesn't look clean. So, yeah, okay. So, the joke sort of makes you presume that Bart has gone and gotten one of the raw hearts to freak everyone out. That's yeah, that... my that's my presumption. Which Feels is, like Bart. Which is just sort of a bit of weird staging how they go... He's lining up, then they do the shot of Lunch Lady Doris and cooking the hearts, yeah. and then they go to the... Like, uh, it's just a little confusingly hey, later. Hey, Elliot. Wizard did it. Okay. <laughs> now now that is wholly satisfying. <laughs> the Itchy and Scratchy cartoon was uh, uh, called My Bloody Valentine. Mm-hmm. Re- reference to something. A horror band? movie. There's a horror movie called... Called My Bloody Valentine. Yeah. Oh, so the band named it after the movie. Yeah. 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 Yep. There you go. Mm-hmm. I'm learning good... I'm learning. So why do they call it a urine monkey? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I just found out. I loved how they were peppering in the crusty clips throughout this episode as well. It sort of gave them an opportunity to do some funny sketches. Yeah, and it's also, I think as you were saying, this is very indicative of um, late night talk show because Letterman had a whole thing on dumb pet tricks for a while. Yeah. So, yeah, bringing on a urine monkey makes total sense. Yeah. Every time they do that, it makes you feel, oh, so was he like kind of respected back in the day and now he's just a children's host? Like, yeah. There's so many levels to Krusty. Yeah, yeah, true. Yeah, I guess that's always sort of been a bit ill-defined. So they, he can be a bit more malleable and like mm. they can sort of change it to suit the situation. Yeah. yeah, I mean, when he was doing Croon Along with Krusty, where kids respond to singing the doors. Which, <laughs> maybe, yeah, maybe he started out being a little uh, aimed at a higher audience as time went on. Well, yeah, because they said that episode with Frost was in 1963 and a 29th anniversary, that would have been, yeah, like his first year. We discussed this and <laughs> I said no. Uh, yeah, hilarious joke. Mr. Simpson, these tar fumes are making me dizzy. <laughs> yeah, they'll do that. <laughs> And yeah, another bit that I don't get. He was putting tar right onto old roof tiles. Well, being the hyper-masculine man that I am, I can tell you that's a good way to weather seal your roof tiles. <laughs> or your ship if you're building a boat. <laughs> this has been Home Improvement <laughs> Advice with BT Galloway. I suddenly lost my shirt and <laughs> all ripply with the musculature. <laughs> Next week, re-lacquering your floorboards. The trick is to lacquer it again after you lacquer it. <laughs> That is actually the trick to it. <laughs> <laughs> and I do like how Ralph keeps trying to connect Lisa with the original uh, the card that she gave him. Uh, that card sure was funny, yeah. you know. Maybe you should give it a rest. Yeah. And that he yeah, overreaches with the oh, I'm so glad you cho cho chose to come. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, you're stretching it, Ralph, come on. One of my favorite lines throughout the show, and I've mentioned this before, some of my mother's favorite lines, she <laughs> Has a tendency to love like the really absurd lines, like the ring came off my pudding can, or mm. fuck, what is the one that we mentioned from the last episode? Do you remember? What from the last one? Oh, uh, uh, there's one thing he can't buy a, a dinosaur. I uh, mean, the last episode of this podcast. Yeah, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, Chief Wiggum's line of, oh, nothing gets chocolate, chocolate out. See? I'm going to throw this out there. You want your mum to come on for one of these? I think it'd be a good idea. It's kind of funny. I'm on board. But now I'm worried that we're kind of chewing through all the episodes that has things she likes. From. It's true. You do a retread special with yeah. your mum. Yeah. People that do Mother's that. Day special. Oh, uh, yeah. We'll get my mum in who didn't like the show. <laughs> <laughs> so for better or worse, worse. Well. <laughs> 
And my final note, and it's a weird note to end on, but it was like weird how Patty and Selma were like really into Ralph. <laughs> now there's a real man. I yeah. think they were talking more George Washington than they were talking Ralph. Oh, okay. You know. I was sort of in between. I really wasn't sure where they were going with that, but I enjoyed it. Yeah. Either way, I yeah. like their delivery. Yeah, I feel like it's something that's telling you your reaction, but it actually you're essentially an audience surrogate through Patty and Selma here. Yeah. But I think it works. Well, yeah, and it was setting up uh, where all the girls are like fawning over him after it and mm. like trying to get his autograph. And yeah. Yeah. An autograph, uh, by the way, kids, is what we used to call a selfie. <laughs> so we didn't used to take reverse camera photos of ourselves. We used to write our names on bits of shit. Uh, autographs are not a thing anymore. I'm, I'm sure they are. Why? why who I feel you, really old now. Who do, you, who, who do you have an autograph of that's oh, clearly appreciated? No one. No one. Oh, okay. Someone in Bardo. It doesn't matter. She was in a Spice Girls cover band. It was early 90s. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. I'm now very worried about it. Very curious. So very Monk cr- was there. We were. Was yeah. <laughs> you, you, were, you were tight. Yeah. I don't know that I have any cool sign stuff. I know I've got a drumstick with the drummer from Lacuna Coil. Uh, I have the signature from the drummer of Blue Oyster Cult because I went to a gig <laughs> and he threw it out and it smacked me right in the chest. <laughs> Do I have to... No one else is going for... Okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I have my... my uh, season one of Invader Zim is signed by uh, the guy who does his voice, Richard Horvitz, I want to say. Oh, cool. Yeah, it was at Supernova and there was no line for his signature. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. And you were like, poor Ralph. I, I, I brought the DVD <laughs> just the, on the off chance I got the chance to get the sign, so I did. <laughs> it is time to rank this thing. Catherine, what would you like to rank it? Uh, this is one of my all-time absolute favourites. So what is the highest ranking you can give? All right, so gold is excellent, but cubic zirconia is essential. We're saying... Gold episode, they can be the best in the world, but, you know, cubic zirconia are, like, the essential to the Simpsons experience. Oh, cubic zirconia. Absolutely, for this one. If I was to tell someone an episode, like, to explain why I like The Simpsons, there'd be three that I'd suggest, and this would probably be the first one that I'd go for. It's got it all. It makes you laugh, no matter how many times you've seen it. You feel, you love the characters. I think it's peak every character. Mm. Yeah. All right, cool. I'm going to go gold for this really? one. Really? Okay. Yeah, and it's not that I think that, like, again, because it's the difference between a, excellent and essential. I just think in comparison to a lot of the cubic zirconias we've seen, that mm. this one just has a little bit of room, just for me personally, but totally get the cubic ranking. I just don't personally have it in me. BT? Yeah, I know what you're saying, because it's not one of the, some of the funnier ones we've seen that we've cubic ones are like rapid fire, tightly poked, not a not a fraction of a second is wasted. Uh, that said, this one has so much heart, and I think it is so well done as well, that I am going to go the cubic zirconia. Uh, for me, I feel like, uh, you know, when the world ends and we are huddled in masses discussing Simpsons episodes, yeah, uh, speaking directly in Simpsons quotes, as will be the new language, this one is going to be the one that... You, you tell on Valentine's Day that you tell about the great romances of our lives and the great tragedies we watch played out on this uh, TV, as it was once known, <laughs> to a generation who's only grown up on cave paintings. Um, I think this will be one for the ages, and it's I think it's a great example of storytelling, both you know in its visual and the, how it's done. I like that both Lisa and Ralph go to a parent to ask for advice, and that neither one is in the wrong here. They're both doing what they think is the best thing. And they've just been point, pushed to this breaking point and they have to be in a play together. I think it's a great story, even if it is not as tightly packed with jokes. There are still some, I couldn't live without, oh, so, 
you like stuff? <laughs> that is like my number one line when dating. It's the perfect <laughs> thing to say in an awkward moment. Yeah. yeah, it's the only thing to say. So yeah, uh, I think yeah, this one deserves a cubics. I feel like this is if you found out someone hadn't seen this episode, you'd be like, really? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, sure, but. Really? Yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, this will be a dull cubic zirconia all around. This will be joining other such episodes as season one, Krusty gets busted. The nice. first sideshow Bob episode. Bart gets an elephant. That one where he gets an elephant. <laughs> <laughs> Bart after dark, the burlesque house episode. Lisa's date with density where she starts going out with Nelson. Also, realty bites where Marge becomes a realtor. And I'm with Cupid. The <laughs> Apu tries to make up uh, to Manjula for yep. a crappy Valentine's John episode. Oh, wow. That was another Valentine's Day. Mm. You can get a little excellent playlist of Valentine's Day episodes going. Oh, yeah. nice. No. Yeah. All right, guys. I think that does it for episode 75 of The Simpsons Index. Catherine, thank you for joining us on the show today. Thank you for having me. It was really fun. Awesome. Can't wait to have you back again soon. Mm -hmm. And PT, thank you for making the big effort to come here today. All the way downstairs. Happy International (laughs) Women's Day, everybody. Yes, happy International Women's Day. A week after it's happened. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Because that's how podcasting works and we didn't plan ahead. Exactly. We'll have to, like, celebrate something that they're celebrating next week. I mean, I'm wearing my uh, Ellen Ripley from Aliens t-shirt in honor of today, so. What happened today? International Women's Day. Oh, right, right, right. right. I literally <laughs> just said it. <laughs> you have a woman uh, on the podcast. That, that'll do. Yeah. Pure go. coincidence as well. <laughs> <laughs> what are they celebrating next week? There's always a day. Maybe it's like International Sultana Brand Day next week. Oh, what a horrible day. Sultanas <laughs> belong in the bin. You Thank don't you. like Sultanas? No. Oh, they're, what about Bran? They're the zombie. Bran, I could. <laughs> they're the zombie corpses of, ra- of, of grapes. <laughs> they're just. No. Oh my god! There is a zombie movie that hasn't happened there yet. Raisin from the Dead. Ah, <laughs> oh, you got it. <laughs> Call me Hollywood. <laughs> Let's get out of here. All right, hit up us on Twitter at Simpsons Index, Facebook.com/slash The Simpsons Index. That's all the mustard in the house. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. And for today's extra content. So it was written by Jeff Bre- there. It was written by Jeff Res- Westbrook. Westbrook. Jeff, take, Jeff, take, Jeff Westbrook. Take nine. Is that a t- tongue twister? Jeff Westbrook. Is that a, or am I just? No, you just you really have to enunciate Jeff. Jeff like Westbrook. You can't, you can't Jeff Westbrook because you got Jeff Westbrook. I'm getting a bit of an Irish wristwatch thing. A little bit, yeah. yeah. It was first released in May of 2015, and it was written by Jeff. R- Mm. <laughs> it's the written by Tactic. I liked um, Bart's We'd rather have a sissy mincing around the house Than a dead hero Yeah, mm. you know, I, I quite enjoyed that I'm yep. always going to love it when someone says mincing <laughs> So no matter what the context is I'm always going to think that's great Yep. Didn't, doesn't Smithers say it once? Far too <laughs> much dancing, not nearly enough prancing And some mincing would be nice Yeah. Sorry, Cletus, uh, one of my notes is Cletus cock joke as in he's cocking the gun. But I specifically wrote the word gun after cock just so I know what I was talking about. <laughs> just in case I thought I just wrote the word cock. Um, and my final note is... Not my final note. I've got like five more. Um, <laughs> what a twist.
Uh, just while we have this break, so we do have another oh, yeah. question, which is, uh, if you could have a na- sandwich named after you, what would it be? Or failing that question, best sandwich? Right. I'd have uh, just my last name, McDonald's, ah. uh, to confuse people. Yeah. <laughs> Double L, not LD. So like two old beef patty, special sauce, little cheese, pickles, onions <laughs> yep. on like a brioche bun? Yeah. Just to throw shit That'd on. be it. Just bit McDonald's. <laughs> you know. <laughs> And they can't sue me because it's yep. not the same name. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What? It's named after you. That's Times fun. New Roman M, yep. you know, on the top of my restaurant. Like. I like Times New Roman. is the way you're avoiding <laughs> litigation. Yeah. <laughs> 